Brando stuff. The Brando's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brando's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look, the plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the Brando's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> okay, look, you, you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brando's got what plants crave. God. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brando. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brando? Because Brando's got electrolytes. <laughs> Trump steps up to the plate last night. At the OMSNBC Town Hall Debate. There he is. There's the pitch. There's the windup. There's the pitch in it. It's over the wall. Not just over the wall, over the center field wall. Hell, the stadium. All right, folks, it's a Friday. Much-needed respite coming this weekend for uh, us. Glad to have you with us asking the question of the day. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Well, I'll tell you, it's a free phone Friday. Oh, and remember, Friday is Hawaiian shirt day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans.
this is the deal. Let's try some reverse psychology on you people. Whatever you do, do not call the following number. No matter how much I scream, no matter how loudly I beg, no matter how vicious it sounds like it's getting, do not call this number. 844-527-8723. Do not call that number. I am warning you people. 8445 Crusade. Uh, and whatever you do, do not go in to the Crusader Stadium chat room at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Just don't do it. Okay? And whatever you do, do not make a contribution in any amount in that chat room at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. You'll regret it for the rest of your life. I'm telling you, just don't do it. Do not call, don't go in a chat room, and don't make a contribution. Those are your free phone Friday tasks. Here on the Mike Church Show here, we are live on the Crusade Channel. Uh, always on air, always online at crusadechannel.com. Today is a Friday. It's a big day. It was a big day yesterday for the Trump campaign and for the Trump administration. I'll tell you why as we get underway here um, in segment number one today. We have no guests lined up, so that would been it would be left up to you to be the guest. And I already gave you the phone number not to call. So whatever you do, don't be a guest again today on the program. There was a town hall last night. Uh, on OMSNBC. Now, we don't have the ratings yet. But I can't wait to see in the comparison between Sleepy Joe and whatever that town hall thing was that he was on and President Trump, Don John of Manhattan, Donald in the lion's den, as I call him today, uh, <clears throat> to see what the difference in the ratings were. Now, if we had a, uh, if we had the overnights, then uh, I could give them to you. And they'll come out sometime this morning, probably by the time the uh, the Barrett brief comes on. You'll have uh, you'll have your TV ratings. What's the over under? On whether or not MSNBC crushed. Now, do we do we know what channel the Biden town hall was on? I didn't watch either one of them. Well, first of all, Don John's was kind of unscheduled. It wasn't even supposed to happen. So um, it was kind of at the last minute. Okay, it's kind of it was ABC for uh, for creepy sniffy Joe. Uh, and OMSNBC. Now, ABC, last I checked, is still over the TV airwaves. So technically, even though you can get it on cable or digital streaming service or whatever, uh, technically, though, it should have more viewers than OMSNBC, which is exclusively cable. 
or satellite or digital uh, delivery service or however it is that you get it. So it shouldn't even be close. The ABC town hall should crush OMSNBC in the overnight ratings. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and predict that that's not going to happen and that there is simply no interest, unless you're a Trump hater, there's just no interest in watching this tired, scowling old man answer uh, questions and give answers to questions that are regurgitations of the same answers to the same question going all the way back to the 1970s. I mean, liberalism really, for all practical intents and purposes, is dead. It's it's just, it's a walking, talking, it's a walking, screeching, banshee screeching zombie. It's just a carcass. By the way, Savannah Guthrie actually asked Trump the question last night. I don't know if we have that particular. Uh, yes, she did. <clears throat> no, can you can you the same from the same source? I guess can you find the QAnon one and the the Adrenochrome? This was she actually asked him. Will you at this moment, or is that in the white supremacy end? Okay, it's in the same one. She actually asks Trump. There are people out there that believe that the Democrat Party is filled with people that drink baby blood and are in a satanic cult. Now, will you finally denounce? (laughs) Trump goes, first of all, I don't know about QAnon, okay? I know what you're telling me about QAnon. That doesn't make it true. Another one that I want to highlight today. Uh, I know it's on my Twitter because I retweeted it. Uh, We'll find it and get it on. At Greenville, North Carolina yesterday, during his campaign rally, the president says, a reporter came up to me and said, You're the most famous person in the world. What's that like? And then Trump goes, no, I'm not the most famous person in the world. And the reporter goes, yeah, you are. Who's more famous than you? And Trump goes, I don't want to get this one wrong. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And uh, uh, and then he repeats, and the crowd goes bonkers. They go nuts at the uh, 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 at, at the mention of this particular uh, of this line here. It was another packed house. Here it is. I think I got it. You got it. He said, "Yes, you are." I said, "No." I'll say it. Somebody said to me the other day, you're the most famous person in the world by far. I said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. They said, yes, you are. I said, no. They said, who's more famous? I said, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Home run. He gone. He gone. I'm not taking any chances. I'm not going to have an argument. Hey, I'm not having any arguments. Jesus Christ. I'm not going 
going to take any chances. I'll give it, I guarantee. And let me look up and I'll say, and it's not even close. (laughs) (laughs) He looks up up to heaven and says, and it's not even close. I was thinking about this. How many of you remember remember the uh, now infamous, infamous, John Lennon uh, has asked a question at a press conference in 1967, 68, I don't remember the exact year. And the reporter goes, well, why why do you have such a problem with people, uh, so many people thinking that you're famous and wanting your autograph and, and stuff? And Lennon famously or infamously said, well, the Beatles are more famous than Jesus Christ, than Jesus Christ. And uh, now Lennon said it, I think, as kind of a, well, this is just wrong. We shouldn't be this popular. And, of course, afterwards in the great American South, there were burnings of Beatle albums and singles and T-shirts and all man had big Beatle burning bonfires. Um, <clears throat> so the uh, uh, Trump apparently... <laughs> Didn't want to get that answer wrong. Uh, we have lots more to talk about. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, his honor, is giving interviews now. And you can also watch his YouTube show. It's called Common Sense. And in the, in the show Common Sense, the latest episode has to do with the Ukraine gate and what was on baby boy Hunter Biden's uh, laptop computer that was found. And uh, many, uh, now, I've been telling you since the Shampeachment began last August, so oh, for over a year, 14 months now, and looking into what actually happened in Ukraine, I've been telling you guys and gals uh, that <clears throat> the real corruption in Ukraine came from the Bidens. And that uh, this is what this even in the summer of 2019, as early as the summer of 2019, the story about Hunter Biden and uh, Devin Archer and John Rambo Carey's stepson and their business dealings in Ukraine was well known. I mean, many people knew about it. They just weren't going to talk about it because Biden was going to be coronated, Joe Biden, and it was going to have to become. The um, the uh, the nominee, as I was telling you, even though Mr. Barrett was disagreeing me, was disagreeing with me, it was going to be Biden all along because he's a senior elder statesman. Boy, what what a uh, what a rotten choice the Democrats have made here, though. <clears throat> and as we get uh, closer to election day, and by the by, today here in the great state of Louisiana, those of you that are listening that live in Louisiana. You can early vote today. Yesterday it began in North Carolina. You can early vote today. I'm told that everywhere that early voting in person is being is being done, uh, that there are uh, that no one's ever seen crowds at early voting like they're seeing thus far. Uh, look at who the enthusiasm is for. Look at who is out in the public, and it's pretty easy to figure out. Uh, what uh, uh, the principle 
amount of that is for, or, or who the principal amount of that voting is for. And it wouldn't be for sniffy, sleepy, creepy Joe Biden. Yeah, they were interviewing some people waiting in a very long line. And I can't remember what state it was yesterday. And most of the people were saying they were waiting for over two hours. And that the reason they were staying there is because they were afraid um, of the ballots being lost in the mail. Um, so that's straight up Trump, Trump supporters, because that's the people who are afraid of getting their votes lost in the mail. They're also afraid that Democrat governors like Tom Wolf, like Gretchen Dim Whitmer, uh, like the, 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 the fake Republican Mike Drank DeWine, uh, Wisconsin's governor and others, will try and do a, do a corona hoax lockdown two and lock them out of the polls. So if this idiot, imbecile, little tin horn dictator tyrant of ours here in Louisiana tries to do that, he didn't have the stones to do it today. You live in Louisiana, go vote today. Treat today like it's a lot. Uh, uh, like it's election day. I I know when this show is over, all I got to do is walk across the street. I got to go like 300 feet. <laughs> I got to go a football field, and the polling place is right there. By the by, I've received a, uh, uh, you know, I meant to print this out. Um, uh, <clears throat> I got an email from a listener yesterday who told me a very disturbing story about this. Um, uh, about his experience voting and then asked me for some advice. And uh, um, I really don't know what to tell the gentleman because what happened to him is just atrocious. So here it is. Dear Mitter Chur, I know not where to turn to for some advice. I hope you might be interested and able to help. Well, JB, today's your lucky day. I'm very interested. And by the by, folks, I read all my I, my emails. When you write me, you can ask several people that wrote me yesterday about uh, things like this. I always respond if I see it. Sometimes it gets uh, filtered and it goes into the trash folder for some stupid reason. But I'm always checking the trash, too. So if you write at uh, kingdude at mikechurch.com, I'm always overjoyed to hear from most of you. <laughs> Even those of you that are crank complainers, I'm even glad to hear from you. Kingdude at MikeChurch.com. Dear Mr. Chur, I know not where to turn to for some advice. I hope you might be interested and able to help. I went to early vote this morning in Fulton County, Georgia. Here is what happened. One, at the door, I was asked if I would like a mask. I said, no, thank you. I was sent to the first table. Two. While at said table, a security guard informed me that I must wear a mask. I said I have a medical exemption. He asked if I had a card saying so. I said no. He went away. Three. While finishing my vote at the kiosk, a poll worker approached saying, Sir, sir. I ignored her at first. She said I had to have a mask on to be in there. I again claimed exemption. She said, I must have one or I had to leave. I asked, quote, are you trying to disenfranchise me, ma'am? Close quote. She said, oh, no, 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 and began to back away. Four, a poll worker. 
not sure if it was some if it was the same lady said out loud so everyone could hear and then I'm not going to give you the guy's name because I don't want to scandalize him uh said his name out uh Joe Sixpack in case someone gets covid in other words she singled him out at the top of her lungs, pointed at him and blurted his name out because he's responsible for being at a super spreader event. Considering the way people in there were looking at me and the fact that they now have my name and address, I feel my family may be in some danger. Should I be worried? These people are nuts. Sincerely, J.B., last name C. J.B., yes, in the era of COVID, Karen, be worried. But I wouldn't be worried that most of these spineless Karen cowards are going to do anything physically. I'd be worried that they're going to dox you. That's what I would be worried about. So take every precaution you can, J.B., to... Try and uh, protect yourself and your loved ones and your family as best you can from being docked, doxxed. You might want to close any pride book accounts that you have if you haven't already done so. You may want to leave Twitter. One mistake and we'll kill you. Twitter, if you're on there as JBC. Um, uh, <clears throat> any other social media, I just walk away from it because that's that's how they would come after you if if they uh, they were to do do so. But folks, that's the world in which we live. Despite the evidence, look look at the Greenville South North Carolina rally yesterday. During one part of Trump's speech, he goes, he starts talking about the Corona hoax, and he said, "Look, look, there's some people over there with ma- masks on. They say no one wears masks to Trump rallies. Well, there you go. There's some people with masks." He he goes, even though, even though. 85% of people that are getting the virus are mask wearers. And then he goes, look, Kamala, Kamala. And I'm not blaming her, Kamala. She's got two people in her staff that wear masks incessantly. <clears throat> so obviously the masks don't work. By the by. Dr. Scott Atlas was on... Uh, Laura Ingram's show last night and uh, was talking about this very subject. I don't have the uh, the audio. You know what? We'll, we'll get it for you uh, unless Maggie can find it. We'll get it for you for next segment. You know what he said? You know what he said? He said that lockdowns are coming and the president knows they're coming. Lockdown 2.0 and there is no justification, no medical justification for it whatsoever. And then he started laying out, and then Dr. Scott Atlas says, Maggie, if you can find this clip, I think I have it from a BKB. I think he sent it to me in single. Uh, I'll send it to you during the break. Um, then he says, the lockdowns and the governors that and the health officials that implemented them killed people. And he, he said, history is going to regard these people as villains. You're going to look back on this 
and you're going to be regarded as a villain. Pretty much what I said a couple of days ago. As a matter of fact, I think somebody quoted me in the chat room about this and made a meme up about it. Mike Churchill here on the Crusade Channel on a free phone Friday. A, a blessed Friday. Remember, we don't say happy Friday here because today we wear black, Mike, right? To member, member, that it's the day of our Lord's crucifixion, uh, crucifixion of his passion. Um, but a blessed Friday uh, to all of you. Call in line telephone number 844-527-8723, 844-5-CRUSADE. Uh, Crusader Stadium, the only social media worth socializing in. By the way, Twitter has now doubled down on the Biden ban. They're not going anywhere, even though Ted Lee Cruz right. And Josh Hawley and other members of the Senate Judiciary Committee have subpoenaed him and Zuckerberg to a testimony to a hearing next Tuesday. What do you think happens if Dorsey and Zuckerberg don't show up? But I, I, I want to get it. We'll talk about that later. We broke the news story here yesterday during the Barrett Brief. Um <clears throat> Twitter is now saying that the reason that they're not publishing the New York Post stories on Hunter Biden is because it violates their policy against publishing hacks. Can you believe that? And then people are going like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not a hack. His computer wasn't hacked. Delaware state law. What does it say, uh, Mrs. O'Connell? What is it? Um, how many days? Six months or something like that? You leave property at a pawn shop or a repair shop or something like that. If you don't claim it after a certain amount of time, it becomes the property of the shop owner. There it is. Maggie's on. Boy, Maggie, Maggie is on time today here today in the chat room. <clears throat> So you can see the policy right there. Uh, Vijaya Gotti or Gotti? This is the Twitter lady. She's the, she works for Twitter and this Twitter. is her trying to rationalize or explain the hacked it stuff. Okay. So Vijaya or Vijaya uh, God or Gada, Gade or however. Well, there's no LA song over the E, so I'm just going to go with Gada. Over the last 24 hours, we've received significant feedback uh, about how we uh, enforced our hacked materials policy yesterday. Can you believe that? <laughs> we'll see now to get smart. Would you believe they're making the New York Post story about a hack? Now, now, do we also have the, okay, she, uh, I'm going to read you the law, what the law says, because the law in Delaware is pretty clear. Right from the company itself at the time, it said you had 90 days. 90 days. So, Hunter, and, and there are people are commenting underneath the hack policy, 
that are saying things like, so the crackhead dropped his broken laptop of a MacBook Pro off of this guy's shop to have it fixed, right? And then forgot about it because he probably dropped it off in a drunken stupor. And then the guy tries to call him. And what does baby boy Hunter Biden do? Uh, I'm not taking a I don't recognize that number. So you can see in the chat room, crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. If you're wa- watching this on YouTube, you may want to uh, hop on over there to the uh, to the chat room because you can see all of what I'm talking about. Blank, blank, blank has quoted blank business days for the completion of the repair. Uh, limited to any damage determined to be caused by the repair shop's negligent acts or which one? Okay, equipment left with blank, blank. That's the repair shop. After 90 days of notification of completed service will be treated as abandoned and you agree to hold, blank, 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 the company, harmless for any damage or loss of property. In the event of non-payment, blank, 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 reserves the right to remove any equipment or parts installed. A 60-day warranty is provided for all service and repair provided by blank, blank, blank. We will happily demonstrate that the repair upgrade is complete upon pickup of the upgrade or repair. This warranty excludes software, accidental damage, or any part not exchanged in the repair. His equipment was surrendered because it was over 90 days. Equipment left with blank, blank, blank after 90 days of notification of completed service will be treated as abandoned, and you agree to hold blank, 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 harmless for any damage or loss of property. Now, the gentleman did the 90 days, kept calling Hunter Biden, and then persisted even, I believe the story goes, after the 90 days, wrote him a letter, I believe, and then when Biden didn't respond, he went, okay, well, it's just, it's mine. Then they opened it up. Now, I've done this before. I've dropped a couple of Macs off to be repaired uh, at various and sundry shops. When you drop one off, even if you drop it off at the Apple store, you got to give them your your password, whatever your, whatever your PIN number or password is, so they can, so when they go to open it up, they can get in, right? So the, the, <clears throat> the owner of the shop would have then the password open the Mac up and then see what was going on. Uh, assuming that he fixed it, right? That he, re- he executed the repair, which in a MacBook Pro, Pro, there's not much that goes wrong that you could repair. If a drive fails, then you could, um, you could run Disk Warrior or some high-tech disk repair tools and try to fix it. Or you could transfer the data. You could do what's called a recovery and recover as much data as you can and put it on a new drive, install the new drive. And RAM chips can go they, they, they can get zapped through static electricity. They can go out. The, uh, the Wi-Fi card, it could go out. You can remove it. So there are some things that you could re- that you can repair. But for the most part, inside of a MacBook Pro, and I've opened a couple of, uh, half a dozen or so up, and done my own RAM installs and repairs and stuff. There's not much you can fix. I have a quick question. 
how many computers does this man have? Because, like, how do you forget your laptop is somewhere? I use my laptop every day. I only have one Air of day. them. Every day. Air day. Air day. I only have one of them. <laughs> so if it was in the shop, I would be chomping at the bit waiting to receive it back. Yes. So, well, that's because you you didn't drop yours off after a, uh, 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 well, <clears throat> after a rough night, shall we say. Uh, in any event, the computer was abandoned. The guy opens it up, starts seeing some stuff, and goes, rut row, raggy. And said, thanks to himself, holy crap, this is Hunter Biden's computer. There are emails on here, and there are notes. You know, uh, what probably happened is that the doofus left some of the pictures that were or that were in question as screenshots or saved them on the desktop, which is the easiest place to find them. The guy probably went like, hey, what is this? Clicked on it, went, uh, that's, not, uh, that's not good. So he called... The FBI and said, you may be actually looking for this as part of another investigation. So as I said jokingly yesterday, they got Antony Weiner's computer with all of Hillary's emails on it. Now they got baby boy Hunter Biden's computer with all of the details. You know, folks, uh, Rudy Giuliani says that the New York Post is not done publishing. They're not finished. Uh, but, but but back to the Twitter policy. After reflecting on his feedback on the hack materials policy, what she's talking about, we have decided to make changes to the policy and how we enforce it. Why the changes? Well, we want to address the concerns uh, that there could be many unintended consequences to journalists, whistleblowers, and others in ways that are contrary to Twitter's purpose of serving the public conversation. <clears throat> We put the hack materials policy in place back in 2018. And then she gives an explanation. So what's the change? One, we will no longer remove hack content unless it's directly shared by hackers or those acting in concert with them. Two, we will label tweets to provide context instead of blocking links from, from being shared on Twitter. All the other Twitter rules still apply to the post, posting of or linking to hack materials, such as our rules against posting private information, synthetic and manipulated media, and non-consensual nudity. I'm great, grateful for blah, 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 blah. Okay, so basically Twitter going, we're all in. Pushing all the cards in. Not going to change anything. We're not republishing uh, the, the baby boy Hunter Biden file. Uh, we're not going to, we're, we're still going to block people because as of yesterday afternoon, you still couldn't post that URL from the New York post. Still couldn't do it. Mike Church show here on the crusade channel, uh, on a free phone Friday, always on air and always online at crusadechannel.com. Um, <clears throat> We had the Giuliani clip. So Giuliani was on. Rudy Giuliani was on with um, not Jack Posobiec, um, uh Alex Berenson yesterday on o uh, One American News Network. It's a lengthy interview, but it's worth listening to the whole thing because there's a lot of nuggets in here. 
Uh, people that they're saying nothing's gonna happen, King dude. I don't even know why you're talking about it. Uh, I think something actually is going to happen with this one. Um, it's kind of hard to overlook the mountain of evidence. Look at the cover of today's New York Post. Here's the here's the cover story. Hunter Biden emails pics reveal wildlife pained soul. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get into an update. Here's uh, here's his honor, Rudy Giuliani. Now, remember, remember, he's been covering this on his uh, uh, on his YouTube show, Common Sense, going back to the Shampeachment hearing in late January of this year. Now he's got actual evidence to what we all already knew. Now you're going to want to know what is the scheme that they use for distributing the money. Well, there just so happens to be a uh, text. The text is in, uh, is in the uh, hard drive of Hunter Biden, and it is from Hunter Biden to Naomi Biden uh, discussing money. But in it, he uh, makes a very big mistake. He explains the distribution scheme that the Biden crime family has had for years. Biden it reads as follows, and again, you can see it. You can see it on my uh, on my website. It reads, this is from Hunter to Naomi Biden. I love you all, but I don't receive any respect. And that's fine, I guess. Works for you, apparently. I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family. From 30 years or for 30 years. Why was he paying for everything for the family? Because he was getting the money. And they were keeping it from Joe, so he wouldn't have to report it. But he paid, for example, his, his half-sister's entire college education. Paid for a lot more things. In fact, in his own words, he paid for everything. But then it goes on to say, because the boss, remember the godfather, the boss has to uh, wet his beak. The boss has got to get his money. The boss here is Pop. It's really hard. But don't worry, unlike Pop, that's one of the names for Joe Biden, Democrat candidate for the United States uh, presidency. I won't make you give me half your salary. Okay, left-wing press, what are you going to do with that? That's, that's about as clear an admission of what I've been saying for two years as you can get. So, <clears throat> I'm not going to make you give half your salary. This whole thing, some of this is... is the dad was like, you know, you, you owe me half, man. You owe me half. Hey, can you imagine the creepy, slippy, sniffy Joe shaking his son down? Uh, hey, Paulie, you know, you know, you got to pay a little come up as Paulie. I mean, you know, come on, come on, come on. You know, uh, so I go back to that scene from Goodfellas where the restaurant owner goes to, <laughs> goes to Paulie, Paul Servino, and goes... Hey, you know, Paulie, uh, you know, these guys, uh, you know, they come around here, and, you know, they break things. It's hard to run a business, you know. You know, maybe you can, you know, offer me some protection or something, you know. And then Paul Servino goes, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know, Sammy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that, Sammy. Uh, you know, I don't know nothing about running a restaurant, you know. How, 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 much, how much comes in the door? How much you taking in a week? 
And the guy goes, well, Paulie, I don't, I don't know, 20, 25, 30 grand maybe? Well, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what Papa Biden's going to do for you. I'll protect you, okay? I'll make sure that, you, that the money keeps coming in, okay? Uh, next week you take in 20, okay? You take, you take in 20. Paulie gets the rest, okay? <laughs> That's how I imagine this going down. There are 11,000 emails on said hard drive. <clears throat> now, if you're in the Biden campaign right now, what are you doing? This is a practical question. If you remember uh, the Joe Biden, Biden-Harris or, or Harris-Biden ticket in 2020, what are you doing right now? You're not getting that hard drive back, and now people have copies of it. Giuliani has a copy. The new Tenoch uh, Tietlin Post has a copy of it. And we now know that the original is actually in the hands of the FBI. Giuliani is not stupid. I'm sure there are other copies of it. So whatever is on that drive is going to come out. Now, when people say, miniature plane, nothing's going to happen this time. It's going to be the wet run of the rug again. Well, if nothing else, the public part of the Biden crime family's grift is going to come to an end. Now, whether they get prosecuted and spend their life behind bars, that's another question. But publicly speaking, their public acts of grift are over. It's over. So that much will happen. As a matter matter of fact, at, at this juncture, ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Biden is... A baptized, confirmed Catholic. In other words, he's a he is a brother in Christ. He's a piteous, pitiful character right now. He could probably use our prayers. So, miniature please. He's an evil. He's an evil oligarch helper. God extends mercy. You got to do it too. Uh, imagine, though, that you're the, the vice pre- president's son because now I think that the kid was probably raised this way, that the poster golden child of the family, Bo Biden, the Iraq war hero and the affirm- former attorney general of Delaware, that he was the poster child, the, you know, the golden boy living in the shadow of Bo Hunter, probably the, uh, the, uh, the, the jilted son who never got what Bo got. You know, this happens in many, many uh, instances in many, many families. You could, you, you could see how this could kind of play itself out. So right now, the guy's a sentimental, pathetic character. It's almost like he got written at, uh, written. It's almost like this is a Hollywood screenplay. Yeah, I guess Hunter could be a Fredo. That's right. <laughs> the son the dad never really liked. You know, he just kind of tolerated him. But right now, he's a threat to Joe Biden's lifelong aspiration, which is to be president of the United States. It's all the man ever wanted. It's all the man ever wanted. Let's do a Trump town hall clip before we uh, hit the end of the first hour here. Uh, let me remind you, if you're listening or watching on the u today, welcome. 
Why not join the, the crusade? Here's how many people joined yesterday, and it really, really just rubs all of us the wrong way when this happens, because we provide a valuable, useful, professional service for so many hundreds and thousands of people uh, to get this commentary and the presentation of important news and current events. Cost money to do this. So when I offer you guys on YouBoob 30 days free, and this many people take me up on it. Zero point zero. Has happened yesterday, and when we offer the preview stream up for free for anyone, and a lot of people take advantage of it, and no one goes and signs up, signs up, that's an insult to our work. Yes, we ask you to click the thumbs up button and all that other stuff, but what about all those other people out there? Well, we do this professionally. And we do it as a vocation. And we want to look, we want to add people to this and assist in training them to join this vocation. Because we stand to thwart the media industrial complex, yelling, stop. Going like that's not ethical. You need to stop doing it. And here's how you should do it. So you can take 30 days for free right now and become a Founders Pass member and join the crusade by going to crusadechannel.com forward slash go. And if you won't do that, we have a gentleman that goes in our chat room every day and kicks in two bucks. Add that up in the course of a week. That's $10 a week. And the guy does it every single day. What's, this, what's the, uh, the chatter's name? <laughs> we were talking about it before the program because he, he actually made his $2 contribution before the show even started. Uh, yeah, E.S. Witt goes into chat room. You can make a donation of two bucks in the chat, chat room. All this stuff adds up. CrusadeChannel.com forward slash chat. All you need is a username and a password. Uh, and a, 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 a username and an email address. Let's do digital media file number two. From last night's uh, d debate here, uh, our town hall with President Trump and is this, a, is this a Savannah Guthrie question or a George Stephanopoulos? Okay. Savannah Guthrie asking the question. I see thousands of ballots dumped in a garbage can and they happen to have my name on it. I'm not happy okay, about that. Okay, but just those are case. I mean, there is no, there is in fact no evidence of widespread fraud, and you were sowing doubt about our democracy. How, how our democracy. How can you say that? You do read newspapers. I do. You do watch the news. Yes, I know you read the I news, do. but you watch it. I do. Because every day they're talking about ballots that are corrupt, that are fraudulent, and millions that are are sure. being processed right sure. now. Sure, but you can win a race. Take a look at me. You can win a race by one percent. But why are you laying the groundwork for that right now? It's I'm like not. if I, I go play tennis with my husband and I say my ankles hurting you know right now. I don't want that to happen. What I, I don't want that to happen. So, okay. So, oh, Stephanopoulos was at Biden's, uh, that's right, because he's ABC. So Savannah Guthrie's asking all the questions on the MSNBC. Uh, <laughs> so there's no evidence. There's no evidence. These same people that deny that there is evidence for health benefits from wearing the face diaper deny that there's mail-in ballot voter fraud going on. 
You know, folks, I, I'm, I'm starting to believe, I'm really starting to believe that the uh, that the face diaper, that what we really have is a face diaper, obedient servant, useful idiot epidemic. We never had a flu epidemic, and the total deaths are going to show that. What we have had is a complete capitulation of far too many of our fellow citizens who have given in to the demands of tyrant, ten-horned dictators. You got a friend that's wearing a face diaper around? You need to tell them to stop and explain why. Free Phone Friday rolls on next. Hey, guys. You got a minute? Hey, what's up, buddy? It's, um, it's about my dad. He... He wants to have a sex change operation. Whoa, I knew he was gay. I didn't think he was that gay. No, no, Peter, he's not gay. He's a woman stuck in a man's body. Yeah, gay. No, it's totally different. Sounds the same. Well, it's not. Okay, so he wants to be a woman so he can be a lesbian? No, he'd date men. Gay. Yeah, gay. Okay, this is not the help I came over here for. Well, look, let's just all agree that he's odd, huh? <laughs> he has an appointment Friday with Dr. Hartman to have the procedure, and he wants me to go with him. I, I just, I don't know if I can handle that. Well, I'm sure your friend Peter would be happy to come along for moral support. All right, but look, here's the deal. Anything he lops off, we get to bring home for Brian. That's very green of you, Peter. I do feel, Reg, that any anti-imperialist group like ours must reflect such a divergence of interest within its power base. Agreed. Francis? Yeah, I think Judith's point of view is very valid, Reg. Provided the movement never forgets that it is the unalienable right of every man... Or woman. Or woman. ...to rid himself... Or herself. Or herself. Agreed. Thank you, brother. Or sister. Or sister. Where was I? I think you're finished. Oh, right. Furthermore, it is the birthright of every man... Or woman. Why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. But why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. Live from the Never Gillette Studios, this is the soy and almond milk-free paradise called The Mike Church Show. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fox For 
gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein. TV commercial that ran on sports events. They had the tagline Weekends were made for AMF. Company made bowling balls <laughs> and bowling equipment. You remember that? Well, Fridays are made. For free phone Fridays here on the Mike Church Show, the longest-running radio talk show in the histoire of satellite radio, a record that can never be broken for the uh, serious satellite ra- radio side of things, unless Sirius ever goes back to being a sole proprietor of satellite radio services. Uh, free phone Friday, call in line, telephone number. 844-527-8723, 844-5-CRUSADE. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bulldog Kia. You know, it's a great weekend for car shopping. Fall is in the air. There's a, Chris, there's a, there's a, there's a nip in the air. You know, you may, uh, uh, you may have an old car that you want to get rid of, or you may just want... One of the brand new K5s or Celtos that Kia makes. In any event, please uh, do business with those who do business with us at BulldogKia.com. Mrs. O'Connell has her newest Kia on order. Had to be specially made because they're having trouble keeping up and making enough of the new Kia Celtos. So a great new little sporty Kia. Check that out. Everyone's in love with the Telluride. Great car. I'm still driving my uh, 2012 uh, Kia Sorento, uh, which is now paid for. Um, We get all our cars from Bulldog Kia. Don't worry about the fact that you don't live in Athens, Georgia. Using their VIP delivery service, they will deliver the car to you. Um, uh, And you just tell them that you know me. So, shop with a good, family-friendly business. They've been selling cars uh, for over two decades now, and uh, over uh, almost a decade now at this one location in Athens, Georgia. Give them a call. If you've got any questions, they're happy to help. 855-BULLDOG. We'll see you at Bulldog Kia. You tell them King Dude sent you. All right. A couple of stories I uh, want to get to here, and I got a great digital media file from uh, last night's Ingram angle on Fox News because Dr. Scott Atlas is out there now spilling the beans on the corona hoax. So let's do this one. Do Trump, digital media file number three. This is from last night's town hall. This is in the now. We've made some impact here, folks. Remember the movie Out of Shadows? Out of Shadows. 
In Outer Shadows, we learned an awful lot about the underground satanic cult that is not an underground satanic cult anymore. The underground satanic cult that's not an underground satanic cult was on the debate last night. Digital media file number three. Listen to this. So Trump gets asked the question by Savannah Guthrie again. And this is the, this is the answer. It feels sometimes you're hesitant to do so. Like you hesitant. wait a bit. Here we go again. Every time, in fact, my people came, I'm sure they'll ask you the white supremacy question. I denounce white supremacy. Okay. And frankly, you want to know something? I denounce Antifa and I denounce these people on the left that are burning down our cities that are run by Democrats who don't All know right, what they're doing. While we're denouncing, let me ask you about QAnon. It is this theory that uh, Democrats are a satanic pedophile ring and that you are the savior of that. Now, can you just once and for all state that that is completely not true so and disavow QAnon yeah. in its entirety? I know nothing about QAnon. I just told I you. I know very little. You told me, but what you tell me doesn't necessarily make it fact. I hate to say that. What? I know nothing. What? It feels sometimes you're... What you tell me is doesn't necessarily make it fact. <clears throat> now, I don't know. Look, no one knows who QAnon is. Q... Q is not an entity. It's not a person. Q is persons, like a bunch of Julian Assange's, all doing the same thing. But, uh, folks, I, I just want you listeners to the Crusade Channel, you crusaders, I just want you to ponder something for a moment here, and that's this. The adrenochrome guzzlers... are now out in public. We now see them and hear their story being told at presidential debates. Remember, remember that in Outer Shadows, <clears throat> one of the things that you learn is that the uh, 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 those that have made the deals with the devil can't disguise who they are or what it, or what it is that they do or desire to do, that they have to tell you. To, it's part of the whole pride racket, right? They got to tell you what it is that they, uh, that they intend to do. And they have to do it publicly, which is why we keep seeing... These, just, uh, here, I'm going to give you an example. Maisie Horono, Hirohito, or Crazy Maisie. The question that was asked of Judge Amy Coney Barrett was sinister. It was diabolical. As a matter of, matter of fact, there's a piece at the um, American Spectator today about Crazy Maisie. And this guy, who is also a rat rabbi, that writes his piece, uh, goes like, I can't believe that I saw this. I can't believe that this actually happened. Oh, but it did. 
Here, it's by uh, Dov, D-O-V, Fisher. If Republican senators were like crazy Maisie. And he goes on to ask the question, the, or I'm sorry, to, 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 uh, to uh, kind of give an analysis, if you will, of what, uh, of what led to crazy Maisie asking this sinister, diabolical, embarrassing, scurrilous, disgust, disgusting question that has no place. It just doesn't have any place in the United States Senate, much less at a confirmation hearing. And Dov Fisher says, just a mere 10 years ago, Crazy Maisie would have been censured. McConnell and the Republican leadership would have had a censure vote, and they'd have censured her. Yet, there she is. By the way, if you want to join our conversation in the Crusader Stadium, the only social media worth socializing in is online at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. <clears throat> he starts off by saying, uh, da, 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 um, as, I, as I emerged from the Jewish holy season, marking the beginning of the year 5781, since creation, I was jolted from the spirituality and meaning, meaningfulness of Sukkot. And then he gives the, uh, 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 the reading from the Torah. And then he uh, uh, says, the media like to blame the president for the degradation that permeates American politics, but he is not the cause. He is the response. And the reaction. While the McCain family lives out its petty vengeance, bearing the grudges that prompted them even to bar John McCain's vice presidential running mate, Sarah Palin, from his funeral... A fair-minded observer cannot avoid recognizing that the poison and vitriol in American politics long preceded Donald Trump. It was the Democrats who changed the landscape by murdering Judge Robert Bork's name and reputation for an entire generation. While Republicans repeatedly treated Democrats Supreme Court nominees with kid gloves, the Democrats just assassinated one human being's character after another. They destroyed Bork. They came up with the most racist, stereotypical garbage imaginable uh, against Clarence Thomas. They lied about Brett Kavanaugh, defaming that very extraordinary man, a man who reflects so eloquently the divine spirit that reposes within all of us. <clears throat> In the presence of his dignified, in the presence of his dignified wife and innocent children, and before the eyes and ears of hundreds of millions of Americans, they proffered false accusations of rapes, attacks that never happened, fantasies of truly sick minds, and they knew they would get away with it because no one except for that kid from Kentucky sues for defamation, even though there's money in that banana stand. I see in the chat room at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. <clears throat> Rudy Giuliani has an episode of Common Sense on pedophilia and sex trafficking. 
You know, Savannah Guthrie can poo-poo this all you want. It is a fact. It is a reality. And yes, there are Democrats. Maybe there's some Republican, but yes, there are very high-ranking, maybe even former president, Democrats, that are in on the pedo ring. <clears throat> That's at least one explanation for Crazy Maisie and all the other insanity. And then the Democrats pontificate and hypocritically ask why our democracy is no longer civilly bipartisan as it once was. They attack re religion as though a belief in God is something for which a public person should apologize. And, th and then he gives more on this. <clears throat> I want to skip down a couple of paragraphs. But the most despicable of all, of, of all is a really obscene circus act from Hawaii, Maisie Hirono, who I lovingly refer to as Emperor Hirono. As in Emperor Hirohito. She has no limits, knows no bounds. After scoring several public outrages while attacking Catholic nominees for the federal courts, she most recently turned her vile bile on Judge Amy Coney Barrett and this despicable inquisition. And then you all know the exchange. As each nominee, these two Christians, Daniel son, and I will ask them of you, since you became a legal adult, Daniel son, Amy son, have you ever made unwanted requests for? Sexual favors, Amy-san, or committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature, Amy-san. Judge Barrett, no, Senator Emperor Hirohito. Oh, Amy-san, have you ever faced discipline or entered into a settlement, Amy-san, related to this kind of conduct, Amazon. Judge Barrett, no, Senator. What is wrong, and then Dove Fisher, what is wrong with this sick, sick person who desecrates and demeans the United States Senate by her very presence? Is this the best that Hawaii a state once represented elegantly and nobly by Sen Senator Daniel Inouye, an American patriot, can send to Washington? That's a good question. We know that the state of Washington is a basket case. <clears throat> it's beyond repair. Would anyone mourn the loss of the state of, we are, of Washington if it decided to pull the trigger and leave the union after Trump is reelected, I wouldn't. Who would miss Maria Cantwell and Patty Murray? Quite possibly two of the most imbecilic, idiotic human beings to ever step foot inside the United States Senate. As a matter of fact, Patty Murray and Coulter wrote a column about this about six, seven years ago about. How in the hell 
<laughs> when the hell does Patty Murray keep getting reelected? The woman couldn't think her way out of the idiocracy quiz with the round pegs, the squares, and the triangles. And then there's Crazy Maisie. Now, again, this is projection. This is what I call projection. This is Crazy Maisie projecting on to Amy Coney Barrett her own evil, her own sick, twisted fantasies. And by the by, where are the fact checkers from the Washington Compost and Pride book? Why haven't they gone back and asked and, sit and analyzed the record to confirm, to confirm that Crazy Maisie asked every nominee that went in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee whether or not they ever raped anyone. Confirm it. Go check the record. Let's see if she did it. Shouldn't be that hard to find out. Hell, we could probably do it. We could go back to, well, I don't know how long she's been on the Judiciary Committee. And then Dove Fisher goes, well, here's how a future... Can you imagine if Republican senators had treated Democrat SCOTUS nominees that way? Imagine exchanges like this. Lindsey Graham, uh, Judge Ginsburg, have you ever copulated with a horse? I am just asking. I ask all nominees that question. No, Senator. I haven't. Lindsey Graham, what about with a goat? I know you are Jewish, so I am not asking whether you ever had sex with a hog, a boar, or a pig. But since you became a legal adult, have you ever allowed a male goat to sexually engage you? Uh, Darth Vader Ginsburg. Uh, no. Can, can, can anyone imagine? <laughs> I think there's a couple more examples. Uh, <clears throat> okay, uh, what about a lesbian? Have you ever acted sexually with a lesbian? Darth Vader Ginsburg. I have acted with a thespian, but not with a, wait a minute, what kind of question is this? I am asking the questions here, not you. Oh, this is a Cory Booker moment. Hey, uh, I'm asking the questions here, not you. I'm on the Senate Judiciary Committee. I was a football hero. Okay, you're nothing but a clown in a black robe. Now answer my questions. Have you, did you ever drink malt liquor on a Tuesday? It's a simple question, yes or no. Malt liquor on a Tuesday. And he gives a couple of other uh, hypotheticals here. Uh, and he closes with the line of questioning in which Crazy Maisie engaged this week while interrogating Judge Barrett was so despicable that she should have been censured. Ten years ago, she would have been. Her voters would have been ashamed. By the by, Hawaii used to be a Catholic monarchy. Better chart, please. I knew you were going to go back to being the Catholic thing. Look it up. Look it up, man. 
Watch the movie about St. Damien of Molokai. You know, the guy that plays uh, uh, Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing character, his sidekick, that guy uh, played Father Damien of Molokai, St. Damien of Molokai. Um, the Hawaiian Islands, the Hawaiians were converted. They became Catholics. They had a holy king. And then they decided to go all Democrat EE and stuff and really get busy kicking God to the curb. What's the end result? Emperor Crazy Maisie Hirohono Hirohito. Oh, Amy San. Have you ever, Amy San? I ask all judicial nominee this question. Have you ever, Amy San? Unbelievable. Trump is not the cause of this, but the effect. There is n just no other way to speak to such people. Nearly a century ago, the great Zionist visionary and statesman Zev Jabotinsky uh, gave voice to the frustration he felt over the constant repetition of a certain vile anti-Semite lie or anti-Semitic lie in Canara being propagated by Jew haters. <clears throat> in his words, quote, How much longer will this go on? Tell me, my friends, are you not tired by now of this rigmarole? There's a word we could use more, rigmarole. Isn't it high time in response to all these accusations, rebukes, suspicions, smears, and denunciations, both present and future, to fold our arms over our chest and loudly, clearly, coldly, and calmly put forth the only argument which this public can understand? Uh, what's that? Why don't you all go to hell? <laughs> if it would not have given the left media an, ex an excuse to publish that, uh, uh, if it would not have given the left media an excuse to publish that Judge Barrett lacks judicial temperament, that is the response to Crazy Maisie, to Kamala Harris, to Diane Feinbang, to Cory Booker and a whole lot of them that I would love to have heard from her. <laughs> Can you imagine Judge Baird going, uh, Senator Hirohito, uh, go to hell. I'm not answering your ridiculous satanic question. Go to hell. 844-527-8723. And it concludes, instead, we leave that clarity for the president to express. It is the only sensible response. It really is. He's right about this. Uh, and by the way, Dov Fisher is a rabbi. <laughs> he just happens to be a rabbi. Um, just to trump my ecumenical bona fides, oh, people. Uh, he's right. The people that are complaining about the president, well, I just see Giuliani here. But to save Mykola Zloshevsky who owned the most crooked company in Ukraine. Right. And Joe has been saying for years, of course, that he didn't know anything about Burisma. And there were emails. Very Let me back this up. I'm going to say uh, it's a new interview. It looks like uh, One America News. Mike Church Show here on the Crusade Channel. When news breaks out, we break in. 
Um, uh, now, uh, it, back to my, my Trump analysis, uh, analysis here. President Trump is the result of all this. He's not the cause of it. You know, people like Rod Dreher and others have been running around uh, blaming Trump and saying, well, well oh, and, oh, uh, and Trump, then, then we get Trump. You got Trump because of Crazy Maisie. You got Trump because of Bork. You got Trump because of 40 years of Ted Kennedy in the Senate. Sir. Rod. You got Trump. You created that beast. That's your baby. Now, I'm going to say something about the president that, and I don't care who doesn't like it. I really don't. I crave no human respect any longer. I pray for it every morning to the Blessed Virgin, and I'm praying that she gives it to me. <clears throat> I do not believe that President Trump is our Savior, because Jesus Christ is. Practicing, conforming my mind to the rea rea reality that I have to be a Catholic in a state of grace to get to the good part of the next life or, the, or of our real life and home is what drives me every day. I don't need President Trump to get there. Now, I can use him, and he can do things that can aid and assist me or make it less arduous, but struggle in life and sacrifice and failure these are mortifications. Simple, simple as that. We got to deal. In other words, we got to deal with the things as they're dealt to us here in this life. Now, having said that, <clears throat> look at the track record. Folks, we know, you and I know that there are adrenochrome guzzlers. We know that Hollywood is filled with them. We know that high-ranking members of the Democrat Party are satanic cult adrenochrome guzzlers. We know that they can't help themselves. We know that they are for infanticide, the murder of babies. We know that they are now for geriatric side or geriatricide, the murder of the elderly. They are Malthusians. They are evil. They are despicable. They are diabolically inspired. Now, I don't blame the devil for their use of their free will, not in every instance. Maybe not even in, in, in a vast majority of them, but it doesn't matter. The people that are leading the way, there are no doubt in my mind, are in bed with evil. And then this guy comes along, Donald John Trump, and he... <clears throat> For some reason, now again, what does our Lord tell us in the scriptures, in the gospel? By their fruits, you shall know them. Now, for the most part, what are the fruits of the Trump presidency? By and large, they're good. You and I agree. We concur. We're thankful for many things. Here's something you also got to be thankful for. Look at who he's coaxed out of the shadows. He's coaxed Beelzebub himself out of the shadow. Beelzebub is sitting there going, oh, boy, is this great. I'm harvesting so many souls. It's so easy. These idiots just get the porn and just go to hell. 
Last night, during a debate on international television, adrenochrome guzzling and satanic cults are mentioned. So, anyone that doubted the reality of of that now has that. Savannah Guthrie asks the question. As a matter of fact, before I go to my uh, uh, my, my next, um, uh, before we go back to Giuliani, Mrs. O'Connell, can you play the Savannah Guthrie question about QAnon again? Now I, now this is twice because Chris Wallace asked a similar question. So no, 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 they don't ask it. They don't ask it of Biden. By the way, George Stephanopoulos did not ask. Joseph R. Biden, one solitary question about the emails and his son and about the obvious, obvious now high crimes that took place in, in Ukraine between Hunter and if the emails are, 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 are legit, then we now know that the vice president knew about it and participated in it. That makes him culpable. So just as a reminder of what this guy, this real estate developer, this TV show host from Manhattan has been able to do. He's got the demons coming after him to the point where on international television they announce who they are and they demand a reckoning. What does that mean? You need to stop Trump. Here, listen from last night. It feels sometimes you're hesitant to do so, like you hesitant. wait a bit. Here we go again. Every time, in fact, my people came. I'm sure they'll ask you the white supremacy question. I denounce white supremacy. Okay. And frankly, you want to know something? I denounce Antifa, and I denounce these people on the left that are burning down our cities that are run by Democrats who don't right, know what they're doing. While we're denouncing, let me ask you about QAnon. It is this theory that... Uh, Democrats are a satanic pedophile ring and that you are the savior of that. Now, can you just once and for all state that that is completely not true so and disavow QAnon it in its entirety? I know nothing about QAnon. I just told I you. I know very little. You told me, but what you tell me doesn't necessarily make it fact. All right. All right. That the Democrats are a satanic pedophile ring. Well, there are Democrats, and they are in a satanic pedophile ring. She just put it on international television. I didn't do it. And then she asked Trump about it, as if you need to denounce these people that have outed the satanic pedophile ring. And he got, no, no, the the best part, Maggie, and all of our wonderful listeners and, and viewers out there, he didn't answer the question. He refused to denounce the pedo ring, the satanic pedo ring. You talk about driving them nuts. All right, Minister O'Connell, while I, uh, <clears throat> I, have a, uh, uh, I have a project for you, can you look out the window there and see if there's a line building across the street for our polling place? Because Greg Hilburn is in, uh, you can see it in the chat room at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Big line here, big line already forming for early voting in Washita Parish. Today begins first day of early voting. Doors open at 8.30 a.m. And uh, there is a line of people all wearing the face diaper. 
Why, if you're standing online, outside, out of doors, would you be wearing... There's a line? Massive. <laughs> oh, but they're all going to vote for Biden. That they're entire parking lot is filled. They're parking on the side of the street. I would say there's about 75 people in line. They are social distancing. I see a few masks from here, but there is a massive line over there. And that's in St. Tammany Parish, where I will be going later on today. I'll just be, We'll just watch the line all day. It will go down. It always does. Sometime mid-morning. And then we'll walk across the street, and I'll go vote early vote today. I'll get my I voted pen. I'll go on Twitter, and I say, yes, I voted for Don John, Donald John Trump. For president, Mike Pence for president, vice president. I'm going to vote yes on amendment number one, the CARES, uh, uh, the uh, Love Life Amendment, which basically makes all abortions in the state of Louisiana constitutionally illegal. So there's a couple things I'm going to go vote on here today. I'm not taking a chance of mailing a ballot in. No way, Jose. I'm going to have him ID me, and I'm going to go vote today. Like Trump said yesterday, let's make this a red wave. It is time to tell the evil that it does not have a home here and it has no right. Eight four four five two seven eight seven two three eight four four five crusade. Now, here's his honor, Mayor Giuliani, on the Hunter Biden emails, New York Post story. What else is in the emails? Giuliani has read them. Here you go. Joining us now to break down this development is Rudy Giuliani. So, Mayor Giuliani, I mean, this is a pretty big story within itself on two fronts. First of all, you have the findings within this report, and then you have Silicon Valley's response to all of this as well. So I want to start at the beginning wow. chronologically, right? I mean, I mean, there's a lot to this, but really right now, Twitter and Facebook are saying that they're banning this information, calling it a distribution of hacked materials. But in the report, it says that you got this information from the repair store owner. Is that correct? Yeah, there's nothing hacked here. This is a, uh, a repairman, simple, nice guy. I actually didn't get it directly. He gave it to my lawyer because he felt that the things that were being said about the president and me were very unfair, that they were untrue, and that we were being unfairly attacked, and he wanted us to have this. He, he also thought it displayed numerous crimes. Mm. Uh, so he gave them to my lawyer. We have the entire hard drive. We've analyzed it now for about two weeks. Uh, there are many things about it that make it clear that it's that it's true, including meetings that you couldn't have known about uh, if you weren't Hunter Biden, right. based on sources that we have. And it reveals uh, quite a few crimes. I mean, one of the main one being bribery, that Joe Biden bribed the president of Ukraine in order to save not just his son, hmm. but to save Mykola Zloshevsky, who owned the most crooked company in Ukraine. Right. And Joe has been saying for years, of course, that he didn't know anything about Burisma. And there were emails, very clear emails, in which Hunter Biden sets up a meeting for Burisma with the vice president. Right. And in fact, so that clearly is a lie. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but I do want to read from that really quickly. In fact, it specifically says in one of the emails that I want to thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Now, that is pretty straightforward right there. But even apart from the reporting itself, I mean, this entire New York Post article includes actual emails. It includes photographs. I mean, things that are undisputable for that record. But the Biden campaign did release a statement earlier today, and I do want to read it. It says, quote, we've reviewed Joe Biden's Please. official schedules from the time 
time and no meeting as alleged by the New York Post ever took place. So they're focusing really on one meeting that uh, is in this entire reporting altogether, and they're not really acknowledging any other information in this. So what's your response to the Biden campaign statement? My response is this is probably like a meeting that's going to come out in a day or two in the State Department in which Hunter Biden was snuck in the back door and no record was kept of it. Hmm. However, the, the, the uh, emails and texts make clear that that meeting took place with Deputy Secretary of State Tony Blinken. But there's no record of it because he was snuck in the back door. Now, we've known about this meeting for two years hmm. because we have a source for it. But uh, we, didn't, we, didn't know the, we didn't know it. You know, we didn't have any independent verification for it. The emails and texts verify uh, Biden setting up a meeting with the deputy secretary of state, several things back and forth with the secretary. And then Biden is brought in the back door. Mm. The purpose of that is so there'll be no record of it. Now, why was there no record of it? Because it violates the Foreign Agents Registration Act. And then there are four other situations where there are clear violations by Hunter Biden of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which is the crime you met, remember that Manafort went to prison for. Right. And I think that this whole situation, too, I mean, it refers back to the quid pro quo uh, allegations made against President Trump during the impeachment saga. But I think the timeline of this is very important as well, because these are conversations that were having uh, taken place months before that one infamous exchange where it was Joe Biden saying that uh, if you don't fire that prosecutor, we're going to withhold one billion dollars. But there was another exchange in these emails, too, with Hunter Biden, where they specifically say to Hunter Biden, we urgently need your advice on how you could use your influence to convey a message, signal, etc., to stop what we consider to be politically motivated actions. Now, doesn't that seem like a quid pro quo? It is a quid pro quo. And what influence did Hunter Biden have? Hunter Biden was a drug addict. All throughout this period of time, Hunter Biden, which the, which the hard drive makes quite clear from all the photos in it, Hunter Biden was never not a drug addict. All during this period of time, he was very, very addicted to crack cocaine. There are numerous pictures of him smoking it. One wonders why his father would put him in this position. This, this kid or man is clearly afflicted with drug addiction, big time. Why his father would have him doing business with some of the most crooked people in the world, because Loshevsky is one of the most crooked people in the world, and so is Yi Jinming, another one he was doing business with, who actually got killed. I mean, if this was your son and he had a drug problem, would you have him dealing with the most crooked people in the world just because he would get millions of dollars? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, this, this is more of an this is more of an indictment of Joe Biden than it is of Hunter Biden. And I think a lot of people in the country. All right. uh, there, uh, there's much more of this. You can watch the interview at OANN. Uh, is it OANN.com or OANN.com? One America News Network. And there is much more of it. I told you this. <clears throat> OANN.com. I told you this back in January that the Ukraine Gate story was legit. Too legit to quit. And I told you that it all goes back to Biden. And if it goes back to Biden, guess what other door it opens? Who else does it go back to? It goes back to Obama. And if it goes back to Obama, who else does it go back to? It goes back to Hillary. They're all involved in this foreign policy grift. Folks, you've got to understand how this happens. This is not hard. It's not complicated. The Congress appropriates money 
for what's called foreign aid. The State Department then, at the behest of the president, or or with the president's approval, then doles it out and lump sums to states like Qatar, states like uh, Egypt and Libya and Ukraine. It is not a coincidence that the children of presidents and vice presidents and secretaries of state and even some presidents, you know who I'm talking about, just happen to get very lucrative speaking gigs in these countries. Gee, I wonder where they got the $1.6 million to pay Bill Clinton for 30 minutes. It's what they paid him. The money, it's a laundering scheme. This is why we have foreign aid. It's not to aid a foreign country. It's to pad the pockets of the evildoers in Mordor and the Potomac River. And there are many people that have known about this. They usually wind up dead. They usually wind up dead. What is this one that Giuliani is talking about? They give it to your family. Right. Not your wife, because that has to be reported. So millions of dollars went to a drug addict. And millions of dollars went to a broken down lobbyist, his brother. And they were paying all his bills. And they were kicking back half of it to Joe. That says to me he's a big crook. Now, don't be surprised. A man who starts his life in law school cheating, right, plagiarized in law school, no doubt about that, plagiarized when he ran in the 1980s, don't be so, so surprised that he's crooked. And these are allegations. So <clears throat> you're talking about, uh, uh, about Joe Biden. I mean, <clears throat> folks, Judge Robert Bork is evidence of Biden's corruption. The alleged cradle Catholic savaged Bork. It wasn't just Ted Kennedy that went after Bork. It was a tag team. It was Biden Kennedy who tried to prevent the Catholic Clarence Thomas from getting on the bench. Joseph R. Biden. He was the chairman of the House of the Senate Judiciary Committee at the time. And the list goes on and on and on. Mike Church show here on the Crusade Channel. Uh, when we come back from this timeout, I've got this clip from the Laura Ingram Angle show last night with Dr. Scott Atlas that you gotta hear because finally, many of us have been waiting for this since March of last year. Trump was getting very bad advice from Emperor Fauciatine and Scarf Vader. He's now getting good, sound, scientific medical advice from the field. From Dr. Scott Atlas. Where do you hear what Atlas told Laura last night? BG Supermedley on its way next here on the Crusade Channel. Last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look, the plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the Brondo's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay, look, you, you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brando's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brando. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brando? Because Brando's got electrolytes. Maggie O'Connell just got interviewed, or is being interviewed, by the Clinton News Network. Because <laughs> she posted some pictures on Twitter. One mistake, it will kill you, Twitter. About early voting is just beginning here in Southeast Louisiana in St. Tammany Parish. And a producer from CNN contacted go, hey, can I publish your pictures because people like them pictures then he goes hey you're a radio show producer can i ask you some questions for my story what what drino chrome guzzler's about to find out about the crusade channel up in <laughs> it is a free phone friday <laughs> <laughs> and you know what that means. Oh, and remember, Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. It is a free phone Friday. Yeah. Now you are charged with the task of telling us what it is we shall talk about here on the program. Telephone number to take me up on my kind, benevolent, beneficent offer of these radio air waves. Give me a call sometime when you have no class. 844-527-8723 or live Crusader Stadium chat room online at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Now let us proceed to our world famous Brothers Gib BG's Friday Super Medley. I start with a dedication to the Democrat Party. And to Joseph R. Biden. I will stand by the light as I look through your window with the greatest intentions I feel. 
Beelzebub's radar screen. Tune. Uh, uh, Slow it down. 
down a bit. Why are the Bee Gees the Bee Gees? Because they can do this. We are children of the world. Watching every day go by. Changes my life, changes your life. Keeps us all anticipating. We are searchers of the truth. Every man's a boy deep down. Gotta say it how you mean it. There ain't no easy way. Like a bird in the wind, like a dream in the storm. Like the breath of a child from the moon when he's born. Till the very last day when the curtains are drawn. We are children. of our weekly Brothers Get Super Medley here on the Mike Church Show here. 1975, main course. in here. Boy, Mrs. O'Connell is so excited in the other room. It's probably going to be on the CNN website, I imagine, at CNN.com when uh, this story is posted about early voting here in St. Tappy Paris. <laughs> you got me looking at that heaven in your eyes. I was chasing your direction. I was telling you no lies and I was loving you when the words said
with dedication to all you Juliets out there.
is your finale. Mike Churchill here on the Crusade Channel. A little trivia on that song. Better chirp, please. Nobody wants your stupid BG trivia. Playing that lead guitar lick is Barry Gibbs' son, Stephen. Better chirp, please. Get back to bashing Obama. All right, we just guaranteed that the uh, Yubu video will not be posted after this show <laughs> because of digital rights media, DRM concerns, or whatever. Yubu will flag it. Now, I want Mrs. O'Connell to describe what just happened on Twitter. So, who is this guy that's going to make you infamous because you voted for Trump? So he's a reporter slash journalist for CNN. His name is Paul P. Murphy. Um, and he saw my pictures on Twitter and asked if asked if he could ask me a couple of questions. So I told him yes. He wanted to know if I would be voting today, if I was just checking out the lines. I said I would be voting today. He asked if I was voting a straight Republican ballot or if I had any other Democrats on the on the ballot that I would uh, consider voting for. He asked me what the most important important issue was that was on our ballot, and I told him about the HB 425, about the pro-life amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't ask any more about that. But he asked if he could use my name, and he also said that he, he asked if he could use our station name. <laughs> and he gave me his... <laughs> He gave me his personal cell phone number because he said he had to uh, hit up a couple of other agencies and uh, people, and he wanted to know if I could keep him informed and posted with pictures of the lines and time frames and all of that, all of that good stuff. So uh, Maggie O'Connell <laughs> has gone, has gone Hollywood. So it's CNN, dude. I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say it's that massive. Yeah, but well, it's the world's biggest, supposedly the world's biggest news organization. You see? So uh, yeah, <clears throat> Maggie, the citizen journalist. That's right. Maggie for the win. All right. Before we get get back into the final segment of our Free Phone Friday program here today, I must tell you, shop. Shop, shop, and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We, if you're watching us on YouBoob, thank you for checking us out. Uh, as our YouBoob audience continues to grow, we want you guys to join the crusade. Someone posted on Twitter yesterday some very kind comments about this show. It's like, you guys, why aren't you watching this? Well, sir, because it's called shadow banning. They can't see it. They don't even know it's there. You're one of the few that actually, when I went live on YouBoob yesterday, that uh, YouBoob actually passed the URL or the search term on you um, uh, that you were looking for or that you had in your profile and then matched us up together. Because what they do is the, 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 they seek to, to do the opposite. That's how you shadow ban someone. So... Um, uh, I asked you, and the guy's name was Escaping Atheism. <laughs> and uh, he, he said, Air One needs to be listening to, to, to the show. Okay, so, uh, uh, so there's that. Please join the crusade. We need to grow our audience in order to stay alive. Stay alive. So you can do so. We'll give you 30 days for free 
If you just go to crusadechannel.com forward slash go, crusadechannel.com forward slash go, and if you won't take us up on that, can you and will you please go to the chat room, crusadechannel.com forward slash chat, and you can make a contribution in any amount. We've had $2 uh, every day of the week this week. Uh, we've had $100 and $200 this week. So you just click the little uh, dollar symbol in the bottom right-hand corner of the page with the gray circle around it, and uh, you can make a, a contribution in any amount. Uh, you know, we didn't do a Golden Truth ticket contest this year and give a car away, which is our big fundraiser because of the corona hoax. We also didn't. Uh, uh, well, well, that's the big fundraiser that we didn't do. And we also don't spam you with ads in our chat room. It's free. There are no ads. We don't track. We don't trace. We don't spam. We don't do anything. We just provide real social media, uh, the only social media we're socializing in. So check it out. It's free. All you need is an email address and a username, crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. And uh, I hope someone, I hope many uh, go in and take advantage of it and will make a contribution and become Founders Pass member. Now, what do you get for the Founders Pass membership? Well, you get all the podcasts of this show. You miss an hour, don't worry about it. You miss a whole day, don't worry about it. So forget about it. It's on the website. If you missed the Barrett Brief, if you missed the True Money Show, boy, what a True Money Show it was this week. If you miss Reconquest, don't worry about it. All archived. And I got like 1,150 episodes on the site. Click of a couple of buttons. You're listening. CrusadeChannel.com forward slash, I'm sorry, forward slash go. Just sign up for 30 days free. My second message is for all of you that are basic Founders Pass members. We can basically double our membership if all basic members would upgrade to Founding Brother. Uh, it's a difference of about $7 a month. All you got to do is log into your account at crusadechannel.com, click on your My Account tab, and there's an upgrade button in there, or go to crusadechannel.com forward slash go and select Founding Brother, Founding Father, or Crusader level member, and it will prorate your upgrade. If you have any problem with any of that, call Maggie O'Connell up. She'll get you hooked up right now. 844-527-8723. 844-5-CRUSADE. I want to go uh, talk about the corona hoax now. <clears throat> right across the street, there are hundreds upon hundreds of people waiting online to go vote. There's a, uh, there are poll workers out there yelling at them, telling them to social distance. This is so stupid. Uh, most of the people standing in the line out of doors, outside, have face diapers slapped across their chops. If you missed the news earlier this week, let me just reiterate. Now, look, you people that are married to your face diapers because you just don't believe me, uh, are you going to believe the president now? Because Trump at his rallies now is now pointing people out with masks and is saying, I don't know why you're wearing the mask. It doesn't do you any good. Kamala Harris, Kamala, Kamala. Two people from her campaign wore masks day in, day out. They got the, they got the virus. 
He goes, but even if you get it, don't worry about it. You'll recover. 99.98%. So Scott Atlas has been drilling the numbers into Trump's head. Here is the uh, story from two days ago from the Detroit uh, News Beyond Detroit. One of many sources. CDC study. More than 70% of outpatient individuals who tested positive for COVID-19, and again, they can't test positive for COVID-19 because it hasn't been isolated, uh, reported always wearing masks. Now, this came up last night on the Ingram angle with Laura Ingram and Dr. Scott Atlas, who is now the White House advisor on the Corona Hoax Task Force. Listen. Dr. Scott Atlas. Uh, Dr. Atlas, um, how can Biden claim to do a better job on COVID when his response is modeled after countries doing worse than we are? Um, he complains about tracing and tracking and also still about testing. And his advisors, we know they're recommending lockdowns targeted or broader than targeted lockdowns. So how does that make sense? Well, it doesn't, Laura. Thanks for having me. I mean, I think what, what the problem here for <clears throat> people who espouse something different than the president is they're, not, they're now realizing that we now have a consensus forming around the president's policy of protecting seniors and ending the lockdowns, opening schools and jobs. We just had a declaration written, and the thrust of the declaration is exactly aligned with the president. That is opening schools, opening society, and protecting the high-risk people, the seniors. And now we have over 9,000 epidemiologists from all over the world signing on to this. We have the World Health Organization signing on to this. We have the recent studies finally coming into the so-called mainstream, even the magazines like The Atlantic, uh, talking about schools should be open, the new study from Yale that was just put out, talking about how there is very little transmission from children to adults. These are things the president emphasized way back in March, not just when he said the cure cannot be worse than the problem, but in his first statements, the guide to reopening, he said protect the seniors and open the schools, open jobs. This was done in April, and he's been very consistent on that. And there is a consensus forming, and the opposition's priority really is, well, we better lock down, we better hide, we better have a mask well, mandate, which, by the way, the mask mandates have been proven not to work. You look at Europe, these places, these countries have had mask mandates for months, and they're exploding with cases. Yeah, the president was hit repeatedly on the mask issue tonight. I think it seems like half the questions from Savannah Guthrie were about masks. Uh, even, even knowing all of the uh, conflicting information uh, that we saw about masks. And Dr. Atlas, speaking of that, you did make a cameo in mention uh, at the president's town hall. Watch. University of Washington, which is a, a, is a, a they have a model that your coronavirus task force relies on, says that if everyone wore a mask, you could cut expected deaths in half. And then 60, you have other people that Dr. Scott, he's from great guys, Stanford. He will tell you he's that he's not he an infectious disease you. expert. Your response to the candidate, Savannah Guthrie. Oh, sorry, the moderator, Savannah Guthrie, Scott. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things I'm not. I think my children could tell you that. But one thing I can do is read the literature and understand that the evidence on, on universal masking is really pretty weak. Uh, in fact, the World Health Organization does not recommend universal masking. 
Uh, Professor Hennigan, who's from Oxford University's Center for Evidence-Based Medicine, says after 20 years of pandemics, two decades, we're still not sure about universal masking. The CDC study that the president was quoting showed that 70 percent of people who got this, the uh, virus had worn masks all the time, over 80 percent, almost all the time. So, I mean, I think it's a it's sort of a lame, bizarre uh, obsession at this point to claim that everyone must have universal masking when it really it the cases explode through it. We have states. We have L.A. County. We have Miami-Dade County. We have Hawaii. We look all over the world. Philippines, yeah. Spain, France, U.K. Mask mandates don't work. The president has a rational, common-sense mask policy, which is if you cannot socially distance, you wear a mask, particularly when you're high risk. And I think Americans are, are getting a little bit sick of this obsession with masks. When you go to the states, when you go to Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, you know, you have you have people who are frustrated. They want to get back to their normal lives. They don't want to have a generation of neurotic yeah. children wearing masks like, you know, the neurotic children. There's yeah. a rational way to use masks. It's simple to understand. That's what the president's policy is. And if that's all they got to run against them, I think they're you know, that that's sort of lame. I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. Well, Dr. Atlas, uh, we look at Europe. We see what's happening there. Uh, the spikes in deaths and hospitalizations and cases. And they supposedly were the gold standard in how they handled it. And everyone reviled Trump for saying we should open up. A lot of people are saying that this virus in the in the non-vulnerable population is is almost acting like a vaccination because it's giving some acquired immunity to people who are exposed to it. And people don't want to hear that. But that seems to be what's happening right now in the United States. A lot of people are getting acquired immunity. All right. There's another clip from uh, Dr. Scott Atlas. Somebody sent it, sent it to me late yesterday afternoon. I can't find it, but I know it's out there. And he told whoever it was that asked him, he told them. The people that have mandated the lockdowns are ultimately going to pay. They're going to be viewed as history's villains because lockdowns don't work. So when lockdown 2.0 comes to a voting booth or a, uh, a voting center or a polling place near you or a state near you, that might swing Republican know where it came from. Uh, Another thing on this, and this is if, 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 if you follow the actual epidemiology and uh, the science on this, I'm not going to bore you to tears with this stuff, but just another thing on this. This began in January. January. This is October. That's 10 months. No one's dying from the corona hoax anymore. Unless you're elderly and you've got a comorbidity. We've already achieved pretty much a herd immunity, if you will, because you've been exposed to it. Even if you're wearing a face diaper, you still got exposed to it, you knucklehead. Now you're immune. Your body has built up antigens. Here's what you're not immune to. You're not immune to the cold, and you're not immune to influenza A and B. You've got a weak immune system because of the face diaper, and when it gets cold and you retreat to the in inside and you stop getting what little sunlight you were getting, you're going to get sick. If you haven't already gotten sick, you need to stop the damn face mask. It's an insult to human dignity at this point. 
Yet I look across the street and almost every sheep that's standing in line to early vote. Is wearing a face diaper. Now I'm going to walk over there. Me and Mrs. O'Connell later on today when the line dies down. I'm going to walk over there, loud and proud, and I'm going to go right into that polling place. Going, oh, sir, you, you, you need a mask. No, I don't need a mask. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, to my knowledge, there is not a mandatory in this parish mask mandate. And if they try, I'm just going to say um, I've got a medical condition, and I don't have to tell you what it is, and I'm not wearing the mask. Now, Neither are most of the people across the street that are voting. Lines backed all the way up to the stoplight. Not many of them wearing masks. Not many of them? Not many of them. Okay. So that's uh, one and only Justin uh, Redman, uh, the producer for the uh, Barrett Brief Show, uh, just checking in with us. See, Maggie, he says that not many of them are wearing masks. Yeah, and, and Mrs. O'Connell, you need to go over there and go take some pictures of those people without masks on and send them to your, your boy at CNN. Um <clears throat> Here's something that happened that most people don't know about. The Barrington Declaration. You heard Scott Atlas, uh, Dr. Scott Atlas, uh, mention it just a moment ago. Well, is, is, uh, wait, hang on, time out, time out. Is Jack now saying that you can, you can post the New York Post story on Twitter? And it won't be blocked. That's exactly what he's saying, and a couple of people. You know why? Because he doesn't want to go testify. Exactly. He doesn't. He, he doesn't want to. Scared. He is scared. He does not want to have to go in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee and have to explain why he did it. So he's undone it. Last month, the prestigious Scientific American magazine announced that for the first time in its 175-year history. It would endorse Joe Biden, the Democrat nominee for the 2020 presidential election. In a statement, the editors of the magazine blasted the Trump administration for its handling of COVID-19 and concluded that Donald Trump has badly damaged the U.S. and his people because he rejects evidence and science. Now, by the by, if you're a new listener to this show, and you never heard the program or never watched it before, let me just tell you something. I am a science junkie. I'm a science nerd. I do not reject science. There, what? You said it, not me. What, I'm a science nerd? I am a science nerd. Um, there is no scientific evidence, no medical evidence whatsoever, none. 0.0. .0. Zero point zero. That wearing a face diaper in public prevents anything other than your health. That's what it prevents. It prevents you from breathing all the air that you need to breathe without it going through the face diaper filter. And then, for added insult and assault on your actual health, you get to breathe it back in. All of the snot and spittle that's stuck in your stupid face diaper... Now you're breathing it right back in. Talk about a dumb thing to do. And by the by, any surgeon, anybody that's a surgeon and has ever had to go or has gone 
into a, uh, an operating room, an OR, they can tell you a couple of things about an OR. One, it's about as sterile as an, of an environment as is, as is humanly possible to make. It's not completely sterile, but it's pretty close. Two, the air in the OR, it's not just room air that's pumped in from the hallways. And it goes to a very special, specific, high, high uh, density HEPA, H-E-P-A, or other filter system. And then it is mixed with pure oxygen. You have a higher concentration of oxygen in that room. Now, why do they do that? Because the mask inhibits your normal breathing. So if you're operating on someone and you got that stupid thing on for five, six, seven hours, then you're going to be short of oxygen. You're going to get what's called hypopaxia or hypoxia. Uh, you don't want to get that when your guy's heart is laying on his rib cage and you're sewing veins onto it for the bypass. So they pump extra oxygen in the room. And now, in that environment, in that environment alone, the mask is useful. It keeps the surgeon from dropping spittle and other things that may have contaminants or viruses in it into the open chest cavity or whatever else is being surgenated. How do you like that? Surgenated. Surgen Surgified. So in that environment, it makes sense. It does not make sense outside of that environment. Because number one, the filter that's in the mask can't filter out viruses. They're too small. In any event, there's no science behind this. Now, Biden has said many times, including the last presidential uh, debate, he doesn't think we should reopen our economy until a COVID vaccine is available. Maybe it's time to access the editors of Scientific American and Biden if there is other evidence and science they choose to ignore. Last week, the three leading scientists drafted and posted the Great Barrington Declaration, a public petition calling for an end to the lockdowns and returning life to its pre-pandemic norm, except for the most vulnerable segments of our population. The authors of the Great Barrington Declaration said they were driven by their grave concerns about the damaging physical and mental health impacts of the prevailing COVID-19 policies. Since its release, more than 13,000 infectious disease epidemiologists, public health scientists, medical practitioners, and more than 180,000 members of the general public have signed the petition. There are three reasons the Great Barrington Declaration has generated so much enthusiastic support in such a short period of time. First, Three authors of the statement are among the leading epidemiologists on the effing planet. You face diaper zombies. Stop. You're making it possible for communism. You're making it possible for things your children are going to have to suffer under. Some kind of totalitarian rule based on fake medicine. We can't even imagine. Stop already. Stop. Please, stop. Dr. Martin Kuldorf, 
a professor of medicine at Harvard University, a biostatistician and epidemiologist, Dr. Sunetra Gupta, not to be confused with that boot-licking commie lackey, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Dr. Sunetra Gupta, a professor at Oxford University, an epidemiologist with expertise in immunology, vaccine development, and mathematical modeling of infectious diseases, and Dr. J. Bhattacharya. Bhattacharya. How about that? Bhattacharya, a professor at Stanford University Medical School, a physician, epidemiologist, health economist, and public health policy expert focusing on infectious diseases and vulnerable populations. Second, the Great Barrington Declaration reaffirmed what some experts in the general public have been saying for months about the downsides of lockdown policies. Back in June, the American Academy of Pediatrics issued a strongly worded statement urging states to reopen schools and having children uh, physically present in schools. In addition, the long-term harm of remote and disrupted learning and keeping children and adolescents from physically being in schools is severe, including learning loss, increasing physical or sexual abuse, and other emotional and health issues such as depression and suicidal ideation. You know, uh, Dr. Scott Atlas brought this up in that interview that I can't seem to find. If you're the guy or the gal that emailed me or Twitter messaged me or sent me some message via the Signal or WhatsApp and had the Scott Atlas interview in it, please resend it because I can't find it. And I want you people to hear this. Out of the mouth of the, of, of the lead doctor on the president's uh, coronavirus task force. Regardless, this week alone, New York City shut down more than 300 public and private schools in nine zip codes, citing a surge in COVID-19 cases. Again, it's a case-demic. These people are frauds, they're liars, and this is just an excuse for them to get their rocks off using fake science and fake medical science as an excuse to do so. Parents are rightfully frustrated because their children, who are already behind in their studies since the spring lockdowns, have barely received any education this fall. By the by, in that same interview that I can't seem to find, and no one will seem to resend it to me, whoever it was that sent it to me, with Dr. Scott Atlas, you know what else he said? Over 650,000 people did not show up for chemotherapies during the hoax, during the lockdown. 650,000! You know what that means? That means that 650,000 people are more sick than they were before the corona hoax, and they didn't get COVID. He was saying, how many people are going to die as a result of having been told? <clears throat> Wait a minute. Is, this may be it. Hang on. They're a complete disaster for average working families and particularly for people who are working class and lower income people. People have been killed 
by, by people who, pro, who want to have prolonged lockdowns. And when I say killed, I look at the data, and that means, for instance, this week it was shown 46% of the most common types of cancers were not diagnosed during the lockdown. Those cancers didn't disappear. They're there. People will present with... This is the audio I was looking for. Somebody resent it to me on Twitter just now. Thank you. Much it's not very good, though. Disease. Half of people who had chemotherapy appointments didn't show up. That's 650,000 Americans. Half of people who had immunizations for children didn't come in out of the fear instilled by our so-called public health experts. You know, you could go on and on, 40% of people with acute strokes. And this is sort of devastating. When you close schools, just schools alone, we had more than 200,000 cases of child abuse not reported during the two months That's of spring horrific. school closures. And, and now we're in a situation where one out of four young college-age Americans have contemplated killing themselves during the month of June. That's a CDC report. And I'm telling you, this guy Peter Hotes on CNN today, he said, he's a vaccine developer, he said, get ready, I'm telling my own family, get ready for lockdowns this winter. That's what they're saying. I, I can say this, history will record the faces of the public health expertise as some of the most sinful, egregious, epic failures in the history of public policy. They have killed people with their lack of understanding and their lack of caring about not just the impact of cases of COVID-19, a virus that the overwhelming majority of people do well in, notwithstanding, of course, we're not underestimating 200,000 Americans who died. That's tragic. But these people have been a gross failure because they never cared to consider the impact of the policy itself. And the policy itself has been a complete epic failure and honestly some people say a crime against humanity some people say a crime against humanity i told you nuremberg trials for these bastards when they're found guilty i'm gonna leave it up to the tribunal to decide what kind of punishment yeah should execution be on the table how many people have died as a result of these face diaper lockdowns? These people are little tin horn tyrant dictators. They've gotten their jollies and their rocks off by watching human misery and suffering, and now they're extending it in the face, in the face of no evidence, none, 0.0 evidence for the lethality of this COVID-19. It hardly kills any, anyone who's healthy. Look, folks, for all you know and for all I know, it's COVID-19 I've been fighting for 11 days now. Now, the only thing I don't have from the Zelenko protocol is azithromycin. Maybe if I got azithromycin, I'd already be over the hump. I never felt sick. I never got fever. I just had this upper respiratory thing here. This is criminal. By the by, I mean, as a conscious got a message from one of our friends who is out and about today and tells me, King Dude, cars lined up and down Chef Mentor Highway. Long lines for early voting. Looks like actual election day. 
Do you think they're all in line to vote Trump out of office? Now, I can tell you, now this is this is a good bellwether. This is good, this is a good benchmark. <clears throat> Ask Justin to find us. He's really good at this. Uh, Justin, find for me because you're you're on top of St. Tammany Parish. Voter registration, Republican, Democrat. Get me a percent, please. Uh, I'm going to say it's 85-15, something like that. No Democrat can win an office doing. You can't be a Democrat and be, and be a, uh, and win an election for the Animal Control Board in this parish. Okay, this is about as as conservative and as red and Republican as you're going to get. As a matter of fact, Steve Scalise wins re-election every time by like 88-12. <laughs> he doesn't even come here and campaign. He doesn't have to. Um, the fact that we have that kind of turnout for early voting, there's a couple of things going on there. Number one, your average MAGA hat wearer has gotten the message or is getting the message I ain't mailing my stinking ballot in. You're not disenfranchising me, Edwards, Dim Whitmer, DeWine, Wolf. Your, your little ploy is going to backfire on your sorry ass because I'm going to go to the voting, voting place in person and I'm going to sign on the dotted line that it's me and I'm going to cast the ballot. That's one. To me, that's a major takeaway. Number two, big takeaway, enthusiasm. Yes, sir. What you got? 83,649 registered Republicans, 41,856 registered Democrats. So what does that break down in percent? That's what, 66, 30, about 65, 35? About that. Okay. Thank you very much. So over 110,000 people, or uh, 30,000 registered to vote in this parish, 80-some-odd thousand Republicans, 40-some-odd thousand Democrats. Now, I could be wrong. Now, tell me, Mrs. O'Connor, did you see a lot of red, white, and blue in the, in the voting line? Okay. Those are MAGA hat wearers. They're, they're MAGA hat wearers. Now, you can't wear a MAGA hat because they won't let you go in. You can't, you can't electioneer. I'm not electioneering, dude. I'm bald. <laughs> I wanted to wear a MAGA hat. It's cold, man. My head's cold, bro. So two things. Two things immediate takeaway for me. One. The voting in person has not suffered one iota. Democrats, you lose. Now, that's circumstantial evidence, a little bit, but Democrats, you lose. The whole corona hoax was designed, once they got the opportunity to pull the trigger on this scheme, was designed to scare you to death and make you so afraid you wouldn't go and vote personally, you'd mail your ballot in, and then they could either tamper with it or just throw it away, one of the two. So voting in person has not suffered. And look, this is being repeated across America, wherever people go to vote. Yes. Justin just said that there are more people registered in other parties than the Democrat Party. In our parish alone. So in our parish alone, there are most people that are registered as independents or Green Party or Libertarians or whatever. So takeaway number one, your campaign to scare MAGA hat Nick Sandmans and their dads and grandpas into not voting in person failed. That's one. 
Number two, not only did it fail, they're enthusiastic about it. They're willing to go stand in a two-hour-long line this morning as they're doing right across the street from Studio D to go vote. My friend John uh, John Kerr tells me as well, uh, King Dude, also many of them not masking, not wearing the face diaper. Thank you, John. Now, this is what I want all of you listening and watching this show to do between now and Election Day and on Election Day. You are our eyes and ears. You are our reporters. Let's not let these pricks, these bastards get away with any of this. What they have attempted and what they're going to attempt to try to do. Be a Maggie O'Connell. Go to your voting place. Take pictures. People like him pictures. Go in the chat room, share your pictures. Hit me up on social media. I'm on Twitter, at the King Dude. She's at church underscore Candace. Mr. Barrett is there, at Barrett Brief. Justin is at Justin Redman. Uh, at Crusade, uh, at Veritas Radio Net on Twitter. Uh, also on Pride Book, the Crusade Channel page. Ought, ought to have 200,000 likes instead of a mere 2,500 or so that Mr. Barrett's worked his tail off to try and get. Post your pictures there. If you're on Pride Book, ask, and you're a Founders Pass member, you know we have a chat room group there. It's called the Crusader Room for Elite, uh, for uh, the Crusader uh, 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 Room for Elite Crusaders. It's by invitation only, uh, or you can ask to be invited into it. So if you search for a Crusader Room on Pride Book, uh, you can be admitted, in, and that's a private, no trolls. You, if you're not a founder, because we check your Founders Pass membership. So you can do that. You can send us email. I am King Dude. That's King Dude at MikeChurch.com. Uh, King Dude at CrusadeChannel.com works as well. Uh, Barrett Brief at CrusadeChannel.com. Uh, Maggie at CrusadeChannel.com. Uh, uh, before the end of the day, Justin at CrusadeChannel.com. So share what it is that you got and that you've seen. We'll publish it. We also have the Acting All Crusadery news blog where we post our stories every day. Five, six, seven, sometimes eight new posts a day. A great source for breaking news. And keep it tuned here to the Crusade, Crusade Channel. The president's at a campaign event. We broadcast it. We've got one at 3 p.m. today in Ocala, Florida. We'll carry it. We got another one tonight at 6 p.m. in Macon, Georgia. Uh, not sure because we'd have to remote in to do that. Uh, same deal tomorrow, Saturday, 3 p.m. in Muskegon, Michigan, and then 5 p.m. in uh, Janesville, Wisconsin. So stay on the Crusade Channel. If you're watching this on the YouTube and you're not a Founders, Founders Pass member, why not join the Crusade? We'll give you 30 days, your first 30 days for free. Don't cost nothing. Just go to crusadechannel.com forward slash go. Crusadechannel.com forward slash go. Uh, back to this uh, Barrington Declaration. Parents are rightfully frustrated because their children, who are already behind in their studies, since the spring lockdowns, have barely received any education this fall. If Blasio and Cuomo truly believe in having, in having science guide their decision-making, 
They should listen to these leading epidemiologists who wrote the great Barrington Declaration. Quote, here you go. Current lockdown policies are producing devastating effects on short- and long-term public health. The results, to name a few, include lower childhood vaccination rates, worsening cardiovascular disease outcomes, fewer cancer screenings, and deteriorating mental health, leading, leading to greater excess mortality in years to come, with the working class and younger members of society carrying the heaviest burden. The declaration goes on to say, quote, keeping students out of school is a grave injustice. For children, COVID-19 is less dangerous than many other harms, including influenza. Close quote. The third reason the Great Barrington Declaration has gained such popular support from other medical experts and the general public is that it offers a compassionate way forward. It calls for replacing in indiscriminate lockdown policies with focused protection, meaning focusing on protecting the most vulnerable, such as seniors. Well, that only makes sense. That's common sense. Again, again, back in March, some of us pleaded with our governor, don't do it. Don't follow the, the, the actions of these other morons. You can have prudent policies. Prudent. Protect the seniors in the old folks' home, don't expose them. Make sure that if they are exposed, we knew about the Zelenko protocol in March. This wasn't, this wasn't this summer. We knew about the Zelenko protocol in March. March! What is it? Zinc sulfate, azithromycin, Vitamin D. Now, what, what, what's the other thing? It was vitamin C. C. So, zinc sulfate. Uh, oh, and hydroxychloroquine. Then it'll give you a blast of, of super vitamins that you need. While protecting the vulnerable, the Great Barrington Declaration suggests those who are at minimal ri ri risk, risk, for English-speaking friends, <clears throat> immediately be, to be allowed to resume life as normal. You know what? That would mean no masks. Masks are going to make you sick. Uh, extracurricular activities such as sports should be resumed. Young, low-risk adults should work normally rather than from home. Restaurants and other businesses should open. Arts, music, sport, and other cultural activities should Resume. When did Dr. Zelenko uh, post this? This old? Here's Dr. Zev Zelenko. Uh, way back in the day, our government is failing us. We must take care of ourselves and each other. High-risk patients should consider taking prophylaxis against COVID. Quercetin, 500 milligrams, once per day. Elemental zinc, 25 milligrams, once per day. Vitamin C, 1,000 milligrams, once per day, may prevent influenza as well. Indeed, what these public health experts propose has already been practiced by a few countries. One of them is Sweden, a country that didn't impose complete lockdowns in the spring and schools remained open. 
Sweden was vilified during the da- uh, uh, for daring to take the different appro- approach. In the spring, the Swedish anti-lockdown approach was deemed inhumane. But look at what's happened since. Sweden has gone back to normal. There's no one running around in Sweden with masks on. There's been no spike, no return. It's over. The whole entire insufferable hoax is over. Will we heed the new advice? X is Helen Raleigh at... I think this was from the Federalist. Yeah, it was. Based on the increasing number of signatures, the message and the recommendations the Great Barrington Declaration proposes has received wide support. Can you put a link in the chat room to where we might go and sign this thing, the the Great Barrington Declaration, at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat? Because I haven't signed it yet, and I will. I signed the, the, the Belgian petition. Some of the loudest objections have come from others in the medical community. Some argue that there is not sufficient data to support the assertion that herd immunity to COVID-19 offers people long-term protection. Some fault the Great Barrington Declaration for failing to mention mass testing and contact tracing. By the way, if you go get tested and you test positive, you might as well go hashtag life ruined. Because now you're marked for life, Karen. Unless they forced you as part of your job. Fortunately for mankind's long-term survival, our science community doesn't have one uniform voice. It is clear that the science on COVID-19 is not settled, and we have much to learn about the virus. But we can't afford to put our society, economy, and living a normal life on hold while we are searching for answers and solutions. I think she's being way too kind here. Just come out and say it. This thing is a hoax. Better charge play. 200,000 people have died with comorbidities. So why don't we just go ahead and try it and not worry about what tyrants crave? By the by, it's been a week since Nazi Pelosi was going to invoke the 25th Amendment. What happened? If you come back to... Tomorrow, and wax on, wax, wax off, and and you wax, wax on, and you, you're gonna learn about the president and the, the the 25th amendment. Wax on, wax off. So the link is in the chat room, gbdeclaration.org. Uh, Mitter, Mike George, given the address, uh, bam. Uh, concerned citizen, yes, that's my email address. Well, let me just change that to... Uh, uh, do I, have I read the uh, 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 agreement? Yes, I have the document. I am not a robot. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. Um... <clears throat> Boom. I have signed the great Barrington Declaration. Thank you to the poll for putting that in the uh, uh, in, in the chat room. Uh, 
844-5-CRUSADE, 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 844-5-
God will not be mocked. Biden mocks God constantly. Constantly. The very idea is somehow that, number one, in 2016, as uh, Chris Ferrara said on, on this show, the day after the election, well, America was pulled back from the abyss. We were going over the cliff. God grabbed us by our belt and is now holding us over the cliff. We can still fall with the repudiation of Killary. Why would we not believe if we are devout, if we pray, if we fast, if we try and stay in the state of grace, if we pray for our president, if we pray for our states and our communities, why would we not believe that God would not spare us the horrors of a Biden presidency? Well, hell, a Harris presidency. It'd be even worse. Discounting the faith out of this. You know, there are rosary novenas going on all over the United States. There are Christian non-denominationals, evangelicals, meeting in prayer groups, reading scripture and praying for the, uh, for the president. Don't think that that does not have an impact. Now, ultimately, God could go like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of you. You need to suffer. I'm going to give you, Biden, to show you how bad, how mad I am. I suppose that that's possible. I don't believe it's probable. Yet as long as he plays the role of faithful Catholic politician, voters have every right to demand that Mitter Biden account for those discrepancies because the Catholic religion is by no means a private one. Just ask St. Thomas More, St. Jose Luis Sanchez del Rio, and blessed uh, Jersey Popilajuco. That's Father Jersey, as he was known, who were all murdered by agents of anti-Catholic regimes. Indeed, many American Catholics are concerned the United States will soon be a land of Catholic martyrs. If elected, will Biden prove otherwise? Well, don't allow that to happen. Second thing I want to hit before I go to the uh, uh, to the uh, telephones, and that's this. What did Stevie Nicks say yesterday? What did that nanny goat? I. And what is this audio that is a bombshell? Do I need to play that? So, Stevie Nicks, uh, Fleetwood Mac fame. I'm scrolling back up into the chat room because I saw it in there earlier. I think. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Stevie Nick says, You wouldn't have Fleetwood Mac if I didn't abort my child and we had two female vocalists. This is sick. This, this is beyond sick. So we wouldn't have had a rock band? If you didn't murder your soon-to-be-born child and your, you know, I seem to recall she wrote a song called Sarah. I thought Sarah was a lament about the fact that she killed her baby. No? 
So this. I took the song as I killed my child so I could produce this awesome music for you guys. I did it for you. This is making deals with devils here. Well, like my tweet says, she is saying that the success of Fleetwood Mac is due to actual human sacrifice. You're, you're, so you, you're the success of a rock, folks. We live in the deep now. For those of you that are just watching for the first time on YouTube, I'm talking to you. Now, do you believe me? You probably heard me today, and you're going like, this guy's all so full of it. I can't believe he said, rah, 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 rah. Now do you believe me? The demons are ascendant. They come for the children. They won't take no for an answer. My phrase, we're all going on four years now. We've been chronicling and cataloging Satanism, demon, and devil worship, and deals made with devils. And it's obvious to see who did it. They tell us. <laughs> they scream at us. She is saying, I gave you great rock music. You got men and wings like a bell tonight. Who will be alive? Nanny goat sound of hers. She's saying, I committed an Aztec style child sacrifice. So I could give you this awesome music. She's basically saying human sacrifice, infanticide, baby killing, miniature plays. You was only in a second dry matter. That, that's where you're going with that? Produced a good. It produced a good. That's an admission. It's an admission of a cooperation with evil. I mean, what the Hades? I mean, I know you like to boast and brag about it, but, I mean, that vocally? Is someone supposed to go, yeah, we wouldn't have gotten Fleetwood Mac? Is someone supposed to go, yeah, we wouldn't have got Tusk? What, what is the answer to that? Burn your Fleetwood Mac albums. That's what the answer is. Now, by the by, I I I I I don't. <laughs> uh, uh, Father Glaude sends me a uh, a text message. Would you like to read it? Would <laughs> you like to hear what it is? Because I know he would go in the chat room and he would say this. Uh, King dude, okay, time to start burning all of our Fleetwood Mac albums. <laughs> God plays. Now, <clears throat> you know, having a baby affected your vocal cords. Uh, like she could have continued to sing. She may not have been able to tour like she wanted yeah, to. But, she, but none but, of that would have changed. I mean, Amy but I, Conan, she she's a judge. She's nominated for Supreme Court. I mean, come on, she's seven children. But, it's uh, possible. Uh, Every, women do it. So she would have had to then, would it? But I would have rung the bell in the night for my little baby. <laughs> this, this, is, this is sickness. Oh, my word. Yeah, I, I see all the comments in the chat room at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. 
You know that Hotel California is a demon Satan song. Uh, I actually saw Don Henley was asked that question, and he just laughed and went, no, it's about a really bad, it's about a really bad hotel that's got a bunch of evil uh, cannibals in it, and you can't get out. So it is kind of about a, a, a human sacrifice. You, I, I have a homework assignment for you. Now, Mrs. O'Connell, you, you 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 can jump in on this if you like. Here's your homework assignment for this weekend. If you can find it, watch the AMC miniseries. I think it was it. No, it was FX. FX miniseries called The Black Dahlia. Captain Kirk was in it. Uh, Chris Pine. He plays a reporter that's following this this. And, and look, if you get, ever seen the crime scene photos of the Black Dahlia. Uh, the woman they call the Black Dahlia, there is something sinister about the uh, about her murder, and uh, the case was never solved. But there was all manner of speculation that this satanic temple in in uh, in Hollywood in L.A. Read, uh, led by this doctor, Doctor George uh, Teeker uh, uh, or Teeker, I, I, uh, I know it's all it, it's even in the movie Out of Shadows. That the uh, that, uh, uh, that that she was the result of, because she was going to rat out the satanic temple, and uh, and they were harvesting kids. That's what they were doing, and they were having services where they were killing them and drinking the blood <clears throat> after torturing them. Um, this is a known fact. This happened. And uh, this was the inspiration, which is why I don't even know how the Black Dahlia got made. Because this is another vocal admission that there is a satanic pedo ring in Hollywood. There is. That was, is. Yeah, and I believe that's true, Don, in Florida, that they have to reveal themselves. Anyway, what I was going to say is, um, uh, another such uh, uh, instance here that ends in just horrible tragedy is the life of Judy Garland. There's a movie out now. It came out in 2019 called Judy, and Renee Zellweger plays Judy Garland. Mittish Chur and I, bored to tears last night, watched it. I think that Zellweger should have won the Oscar. She had me believing she was a totally screwed up in the head, drug addicted, whacked out of her gourd, tormented by, who was that, uh, uh, um, Samuel Meyer, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, or Samuel Goldwyn, one of the, uh, one of the, either Meyer or Goldman, uh, from the time she was a child, she was groomed and made into this character of Dorothy. And ultimately, she dies at the. She's forty-seven years old, forty-seven, and she dies. Uh, and Renee Zellweger just becomes Judy Garland. As a matter of fact, at the end, it's actually a, a very emotional scene when she sings, tries to sing somewhere over the, over the rainbow at his nightclub in England. He can't finish the song, and anyway, it's actually Renee Zellweger singing. I think she sang all the songs because I was telling Mitch Chur, I'm like. That's got to be Renee. They, they didn't pay her. They didn't pay a vocalist to come come in and, and do the song. She's actually doing it because she's flat. 
She's missing a, num- a number of high notes. She's got the pipes, the force, but not the, the actual note. In any event, that's another tragedy. Look at all these people that died tragically, so young, but so successful in Hollywood. How was that? Why? 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 What the hell? What's going on here? Demons are ascended to comfort the children. They won't take no for an answer. All right, let me go to the telephone. This is Don in Florida, first up here today on the Mike Church Show on the Crusade Channel. Always on air and always online. Yes, sir. Don, how you doing? With you again. Hey, my pleasure, always. So I wanted to uh, just chime in a bit. I've been um, doing a deep dive on this election stuff, and, and not because I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge MAGA guy, but because I see him as the as a this is a barbarian at the gate moment, and uh, I'd like to at least uh, prolong this thing for another four years, or at least till our, our lady gets involved. But having said all that. Um, I, I, I've been doing a deep dive on everything outside of the polls, which I believe to be complete fraud, as fraudulent as everything we've been told by the media this year related to coronavirus. There is nothing that the media has said this year that is of any truth, of any value. They should be taken on face value in any way, shape, or form. It's all agitprop and all meant to uh, psychologically damage people. Um, that's essentially what the media has become. So um, I don't pay any attention to the polls. And anybody that is paying attention to polls, really, I mean, you need to think back through this whole year of 2020 and say, what have they told me that's been the truth all year, or at least in the last 10, 20 years? Have they said anything truthful um, regarding any serious policy matter or any serious issue? And they haven't. Um, so I did a deep dive on voter registration data, a lot of historical voting trends. And this is a very unique year, obviously. Uh, we have more mail-in ballots coming in this year than ever before. Um, but there's multiple things that are happening right now. Number one, um, as inept as they can be sometimes, I have to give the Republicans or at least the Trump campaign credit. They have done a phenomenal job of registering voters. Um, in Pennsylvania alone, they have um, out-registered Democrats three to one. And for everyone that's worried about the suburban Karens going for Biden, there's simply not enough of them. Um, if you look in Pennsylvania, you look in Wisconsin, you look in Michigan, um, there are not enough Karens to offset the rural males that have registered to vote, many of whom are registering to vote for the first time or haven't voted in an election in years, um, that are going for Trump. Uh, in a very big way. Now, now, now when you say you did a deep okay. dive, are you are you are you saying that you got voter registration rolls from yeah. uh, from uh, elections uh, supervisor boards and what ha- and uh, secretaries yeah. of state? Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's all. Because I've available. heard, yeah, I read something yesterday on Twitter. Might have been from you on Twitter uh, that in Pennsylvania alone, it's eight to one. Yeah, well, in certain counties it is, uh, particularly in, in northwest Pennsylvania, southwest Pennsylvania, and northeast Pennsylvania, um, which is w- where Trump's base is, uh, the, you know, the kind of the working class, uh, forgotten man type voter. By the way, yesterday uh, it is incredibly well. Yesterday at his rally in Greenville, North Carolina, the president called out Rona McDaniel, and I didn't know this, but he said, I want to they and Rona, where's Rona? Rona's now the head of the RNC. Where's Rana? There's, there's Rana. Rana's over there. Thank you, Rana. Thank you. A lot of people don't know this, but Rana ran Michigan for us. We won Michigan, and it was because of Rana. So Rana's been running. Look, you know what? I, there's a couple things. That, and I write uh, Today's Pile of Prep is a good one, folks. If you haven't read Today's Pile of Prep, go read it. Uh, 
because I actually did some writing earlier this morning because I got up early because I'm feeling better and uh, was very excited actually to to make a pile of prep today. One of the things I wrote about, and Don, I know you're you're a longtime regular listener, so you've heard me say this. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I admire so much about Donald Trump, and cer- certainly, and and, uh, and this is shown in the last two years, you don't build an empire like Trump International because you are a silver spoon fed uh, trust fund baby who's an idiot and it does not know how to manage human resources. And not only does he not know how to manage human resources, he also knows how to spot talent. And he employs that talent. And if you need examples of that, Kaylee McEnany, Exhibit A. Judge Amy Coney Barrett, Exhibit B. So Judge uh, Brett Kavanaugh, Exhibit uh, You can go down now if they're deep staters and he's told by his inner circle my uh, uh, government hacks that he ought to hire him. I don't blame him for that. That's just him listening to policy wonks. But when he actually has to put someone in a position where they have to kind of perform, like in the real world, he picks winners. That's right. Yes. Now his his campaign is is very well run. They they've put. If you're seeing more Biden ads, it's because basically, if you want to put it in military terms. Trump has gone to the infantry, to the to the ground game, and Biden has just gone to the airwaves. Uh, Biden has zero ground game across the entire country. The two states you're going to hear about on election day that are going to be very surprising are Nevada and New Mexico. The Biden campaign has completely neglected them. Hispanic vote is up big all over the country for Trump, everywhere, not just Florida. Hispanics all over the country are trending towards Trump, Trump in a very big way. And the vote is depressed in Nevada because SEIU can't get out and register people to vote and get people out to vote because all, everybody's locked down because of the Corona hoax. And by the so way, this, I don't know. This, by the way, I don't know if you noticed this. I heard it, and Amy Coney Barrett's uh, hearing. Uh, I think it was Cory Booker's. No, it was Dick Blumenthal, or one of these useful uh, pinko commie idiots, entered into the record a letter that, that contained a petition against Amy Coney Barrett's nomination by two and a half million members of the SEIU. Wow. Wow. Yep. Yeah, not surprising. Now, how, now, 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 now Don, you're in Florida. You're in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miss Cindy calls all the time from Florida despondent and crying and depressed. <laughs> Because she thinks that Trump is going to lose Florida in a landslide oh, to no, Biden. No, no. Trump, Trump may win Florida by four to 500,000 votes, which, we, which in Florida terms is a landslide. Well, here's what's happened in Florida. I, I, I don't get caught up in, um, and I'm not saying Cindy does this, but a lot of people tend to get caught up in polls and anecdotal stories. Okay. Um, I don't do that. I, I look straight at the data. Another state where the, where the Republicans have done very well is in Florida. To give you an example... When Obama won election here uh, in 2008, he won the state of Florida. The Democrats had about a 650,000 person advantage on the voter rolls. Since that time, now mind you, Trump won with a $300,000 deficit to Democrats uh, in 2016. That has been whittled down to 130,000. Okay. They have made gains all over the state. In fact, you won't believe this. But in the past four years, since 2016, in the most liberal county in the state, well, 
probably now second to Broward County. But the second most liberal county of the state, Miami-Dade, the Republicans have out-registered the Democrats. That's incredible. Past, past four years, and that's because Cubans, Colombians, Brazilians, and Venezuelans who've seen firsthand what, gov- what real government corruption and communism looks like are flooding to the, to the polls for Trump. So, Don, um, uh, Don, is, let me yeah. ask you. Uh, um, so the event that Trump held in Arizona with the Latinos for Trump, the Latino small businessmen for Trump, you know, I played a lot yeah. of audio from that. And they had the guy that got up and just kept going, I, I just love you, Mr. President, I just love you. And all those Latinos got up and told their stories. You know, they're small businesses. You know, Trump was laughing about, you know, I retweeted this guy and he had a line outside his barbecue place. That was legit, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it's it's happening. These you know these people have been neglected, um, and and they've caught on to Trump's message. Um, uh, it's it's coming. You're seeing the pickup not just through voter registration, but here's another good indicator: um, Google Trends. Just simply following Google Trends, very simple Google terms like Latinos for Biden or Latinos for Trump, or vote Biden or vote Trump. Just simple Google searches. Trump is destroying Biden on Google searches and in states that you wouldn't expect, like Oregon, Minnesota, things like that. On top of all of that, there's never I don't think there's ever been a campaign that's had as many primary voters come out for an incumbent as Trump has. He destroyed Obama's incumbent primary numbers, I think, by like three or four to one. Um, th- that is another indication of voter enthusiasm, that as a base is engaged, that they have a good ground game, they've identified voters. Um, the economic trends uh, in terms of the recovery that's happened, uh, 56% of people have said they're better off today than they were four years ago. That's the old, I think, the old Ronald Reagan question, and it's proven to be very historic. Are about. you better off than you were four years ago, is the old Ronald Correct. If you're wondering, that's the 1984 re-election of, uh, of the Gipper. Are you better off than you? They ran a, a, an entire uh, ad campaign, Morning in America. Are you better? That's be, right, yeah. Are you, that. That's right. Are you better off than you were four years ago? And, of course, against Walter Mondale, it was the greatest blowout in electoral college history. Now, I, I say all this, having said, and I, I want to caution, I think the Trump is going to win, and it's going to be a, be a, be a big electoral college victory. Um, I think your prediction from earlier in the year would have been accurate before coronavirus. I think uh, I think that kind of put a damper on his ability to really do a wipeout 84 style on Biden. But I, I think he could sweep all four Rust Belt states, but it'll be like four one run victories, you know, four ninth, in, ninth inning one run victories. I think Pennsylvania, Minnesota, Michigan and Wisconsin will all be close. Um, I think Wisconsin will probably be the state that gets called first. Based on early voting data um, in Michigan and Wisconsin, the Democrats are, are woefully behind where they wanted to be on early voting. Um, they are, the youth vote is depressed. The African-American vote is depressed all over the country. And, um, I mean, and you just take all of the, you look at all this data and none of it jives with. None of it jives with the polls. So Biden, so you're polls, saying then, uh, Don in Florida, uh, yeah. one of our listeners and uh, frequent caller. So Don in Florida, you're saying that Biden's not not up 16 as CNN says he is. Yeah, no. Bi- Bi- Biden's up 16 like masks work. 
Okay, uh, now uh, let me take you back to Florida. In, 2000, in the 2000 uh, Bush versus Gore election, we all know that it came down to, what, 900? I think, what was, what was the final count? 1,700 votes, I think, between, uh, after, like that, yeah. after all the recounts between Bush and Gore, Bush won. Uh, and yes, every vote was counted, nothing was stolen. But in 2004, I remember this because I remember us fretting that John Rambo Kerry was going to take Florida because him and Johnny Beefcake Edwards went there and campaigned so much. But yeah. what, what, what they had going for them then, and uh, I, I, I distinctly remember this, is Bush 43 telling uh, in the, uh, after, the, uh, after the votes were, were counted and he won Florida that he had told baby brother Jeb that then they had made a commitment to ground game in Florida and they manned the phones and they had precinct workers and they had people knocking on doors and they had a, a, an amazing ground game and that and then Bush so it was no question that Bush 43 won Florida in 2004 and of course once he won Ohio that was it Kerry was done and speaking of Ohio, and you mentioned Florida, here's another interesting historical statistic. Since 1848, president, um, candidates who win Ohio and Florida are 26-1 and one in elections. The only candidate that defied that was JFK, and that's probably because he stole the election using the mafia. But 26-1 and one since 1848, winning Ohio and Florida. Wow. And the reason why that, I, I think that is, and he will win Ohio by probably 8 to 10 points. Um, that's how much Ohio has gone red, gotten very, very conservative. I think Pennsylvania is trending in that direction. They're just not quite there yet um, because of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Um, but um, that's that. Because Ohio and Florida are very good indicators of the national electorate. Okay. Florida itself. Florida itself, if you look at the demographics of Florida. Now, Don, before you do that, is Florida yeah. where we're seeing the the the, uh, the Trump tiller, the flotilla? Yes, that's where a lot of the the Trump boat parades are on the international yeah. co on the intercoastal waterway. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, if you look at Florida, the demographics in Florida, a lot of people don't realize this, but I learned this from a political scientist down here, Dr. Susan McManus. Um, I know Dr. Susan McManus. Yeah, she's awesome. She's an awesome lady. Uh, very knowledgeable. The, the demographics here mirror the country demographics. Um, female, male, religious, um, age groups, um, their ethnic backgrounds, everything. You take the Florida demographics and you put them up against the U.S. demographics, and it's like a, almost a mirror of the two. So Florida is a really good indicator um, of, you know, where the country is going and what's happening. And, and so that's why Florida and Ohio, I think, um, and Ohio for the Rust Belt from the Midwest is a good indicator for how the rest of the Midwest will vote um, to an extent. So I think those two states, winning those set him up for success. Basically, Biden has to run an inside straight on the Midwest. He um, he's not going to win Arizona. Um, they thought they had a shot. They were making some gains in Maricopa County, which is the um, the largest county in, in Arizona. And the Republicans pushed them back and now have a uh, retain their hundred thousand dollar hundred thousand person voter advantage in Maricopa. To give you historical reference on Maricopa County in Arizona, okay. no Democrat has ever gotten more than forty six percent in a Maricopa County in seventy years. Um, I don't see that changing with Joe Biden. 
Um, and so I, I don't, that's the biggest county in Arizona. And that's the county that has Phoenix in it, I assume. That's Phoenix. Yeah. Okay, and that's uh, uh, that's where we uh, that's where we got Sheriff Joe Arpaio is from Maricopa. Correct. Yeah, Maricopa is starting to tilt a little bit. I think they're probably getting some folks from California moving there, but they've held held solid for now. Um, and I, I think that will be in probably a two to three point win for Trump in Arizona. So I think he wins Florida, he wins Arizona, he wins North Carolina, he wins Georgia. Georgia has actually, despite what. Uh, the mainstream media is trying to say about Georgia trending blue because of Atlanta. Not true. All the rural counties around around Georgia are all going deeper and deeper red. Well, let me tell so you, we just drove uh, we, on the Crusader caravan. We just drove through uh, through uh, r- rural Georgia around the Chattanooga mm-hmm. area. Dude, you can't swing a dead cat and not hit a Trump sign. Yeah, I, I mean, anybody. These, these are just. This is all psychological warfare that the left and the media is trying to trying to play on people. What they don't realize because they're, well, because they're stupid and because they're, many of them are driven by demons, is they actually blow up their, their all their ruses blow up in their faces. So the goal here, I think from the very beginning, like you were alluding to earlier, was use the coronavirus to get everybody to vote by mail and then they would steal the election via mail. Well, here's what happened. The coronavirus eventually went away that's why I think Trump getting the coronavirus and defeating it was such a blessing from God. Coronavirus has moved away. People have more confidence to vote in person. And what they did by getting people, all of their base to vote by mail was they actually depressed their vote. And by depressing and by locking people down, they were unable to go out and register people to vote and get people to go get to the polls. What a so bunch of idiots. <laughs> the old souls to the polls uh, thing that they used to do in all the urban cities, they can't do souls to the polls because no one's going to church because all the cities are on lockdown. All going out, getting out to the college campuses and busting all the college kids out to the polls. Well, they can't do that because they're all on lockdown. So their idiotic plans around coronavirus blew up any chances they had at being able to steal the election from Trump. Um, and Trump has seized the opportunity and is based on historical trends, voter registration data, and, you know, other things that I haven't gone into here. Um, he, it, it's all in his favor. Every single indicator other than the polls are in Trump's favor. Okay. Uh, the well, the polls thing- weren't, re- <clears throat> there's a, there's a great meme going around on Twitter of what Charlie Cook said on the, on the, uh, uh, the uh, the morning of uh, November the sixth, tw- two thousand sixteen, and that was that uh, you know Hillary was ninety two point two percent that she was going to win, and then Cook's prediction uh, also uh, from ten days out prior to the election was that uh, the electoral kept I think it was three seventy to one fifteen or something like that. So the uh, the psychological warfare didn't work in 2016, and I tell you, here's something that you really that uh, there's no way to put a finger on on this, but it does have that kind of um, it's that X factor, and that's this. When you, when when you have Air Force One at your disposal, and you can fly into any place that you need to win and campaign in. And you can do it in a style in which they do it. You know, you you look at a Trump campaign rally, 
and they're all very well organized, very well staged. The marketing and the messaging is impeccable. Now, look, I don't want any of this in my polit politics, okay? But we are fighting a battle of good versus uh, of good versus evil, I think. So when you look at the two sides, what you actually see is a prideful, fat, prideful, fat, lazy lot that is going to get beaten by a very active, hardworking, humble, and faithful lot. Yep, that's that's how it's going to go down. I, 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 you know, and as I, I said through you know through this call. Um, I don't think it's going to be a popular vote blowout. Um, I don't see that happening. But um, Trump is very efficient. Um, I've heard someone else say this. Trump is very efficient in getting out the vote where he needs to get it. Um, he's just he runs. He knows what he's doing, and uh, he knows where to target. So these rallies in rural Pennsylvania. This is you need to go out and these are just get, they already know the voters are there, or he wouldn't go right. That's right. Yeah, he, he's like they've identified where the voters are. They're, they're, you'll see they're going into the corners of Pennsylvania, um, and because that's where they know that's that's their base. Uh, that's where they know they can get people out that haven't voted before or used to be Democrats and aren't, aren't Democrats. These are steel workers, coal workers, this, this type of lot. Um, and you're seeing it even in, in in Minnesota in the Iron Range. Why he that was why he went to the Iron Range before he came down with coronavirus. Same thing. The left shut down the Iron Range in Minnesota. They're angry about it. He reopened the Iron Range, I guess, through some deregulation. And these are all anti-war voters in north in um, that part of Minnesota. That's like Duluth, the Duluth area. Very well. You can, well, Don, you can Don, you can hear it in his rhetoric. And not started yeah. any more long, stupid, drawn-out wars. He said it yesterday again. Yeah, yeah. And I can. What I can do is I can share in the chat room. I've identified counties in each state where, if you don't want to deal with watching on election night, uh, the media pontificate and give you all their psycho babble. They give you. Um, there's. You can watch specific counties in each state to have a good idea as to where the election's going. So, for instance, in Florida, you'll want to watch St. Lucie County, Monroe County, probably Pinellas County. A little bit less so this year in uh, Pennsylvania. You'll want to watch Erie County, Bucks County. Luzerne County, Northampton County, um, in Michigan, you'll want to watch Muskegon County, Kent County. Um, so there's certain counties you can watch just based on demographics. And uh, I mean, this is what they do, honestly. Uh, this is what these people that pretend to be experts do at Fox News and CNN is they, they look at where the counties are trending. And then they can make a judgment on how to call a state. Hey, so by the way, just watch certain counties. You'll have a good idea. By the way, Don, tomorrow, 3 p.m., Guess where President Trump's going to be? Mus uh, I think he's going to be in Ocala, right? No, Muskegon, no, right? no, no. Tomorrow, 3 p.m., Muskegon County, Michigan. Well, there you go. There you go. And then at 5 p.m., uh, Janesville, Wisconsin, which I assume is probably uh, not Milwaukee or Madison. Paul Ryan's hometown. Okay. So uh, there you have. All right, I gotta go, Don. Thanks for such terrific info. Keep us posted, bro. I will. I'll. I'll, uh, I'll stay tuned. Stay, you know, in touch with you guys till the election. We'll uh, keep praying. Uh, all right, we'll come back next Friday and give us an update. You got it, Mike. Have a good weekend. All right, brother. God bless you. Uh, I want to play this audio before we uh, uh, go to Mr. Barrett here. 
Hello, I'm Elke de Klerk from the Netherlands, and uh, I want to state that we do not have a medical pandemic or epidemic. We also state that COVID-19 should not be on list A uh, for any longer, because uh, we now know that it is a normal flu virus, and the normal flu virus isn't on list A. So we are also um, starting a lawsuit. Uh, to. Uh, by the way, her last name is de Klerk, which... I mean, the only de Klerk that I know of used to be president of South Africa. State of the Netherlands <laughs> to bring this in with a large group of doctors and a really large group of um, nurses also, because we have contact with 87,000 nurses that do not want the vaccine that is being prepared for us. I want to state if there is no pandemic, I am wondering why our kids are in schools with masks. There's absolute constitutional rights and they cannot be infringed or infricted for any medical reason. There's no reason for panic also in the medical practice. There's no reason for panic. The panic is created by these false positive PCR tests. 89% uh, until 94% of those PCR tests are false positive. They don't test for the COVID-19 and also uh, the rest is false negative. So we have to look at m clinics. We have to start looking at clinic. Medical doctors have to stop looking at those tests. That's very important. Let's go back to the clinics and to the facts. We have in the Netherlands now the, the regular press uh, publishing uh, the news that the PCR test is not a correct test. So I'm very happy about that. So there is hope. Thank you. Statistics have come out that up until April 2020, there was zero deaths in Ireland. These are the official statistics from the CSO, the Central Statistics Office. Uh, the first death was in April. And in the whole country in 2020, we have 98 deaths out of 5 million people. So in Ireland, 30,000 people die every year, 10,000 from cardiovascular disease, 10,000 from cancer. The 98 deaths in Ireland are preventable if they had been given prevention and treatment. And we see now that probably there will be thousands more deaths in Ireland just from cancer and cardiovascular disease. That uh, was a press conference that was a couple of days ago. The doctors and epidemiologists from across the planet all sitting at this table with the little flags of their home countries there. I, look, <clears throat> there's going to be a Nuremberg trial. You're on the wrong side of this. If you're, if you're a doctor, you're watching me for the first time, or you're listening to me, and you're a nurse, nurse practitioner of any sort, and you're involved in this corona hoax cover-up, you better get out. You better get out. You're, you're playing with demonic hellfire here, and you're ruining people's lives, and you're going to have to atone for it. So why not be a good whistleblower and tell what's actually going on in your hospital or your clinic? All right, I want to go to Mr. Barrett and find out what is on today's uh, Barrett Brief. I know that Daniel Svekis uh, will be visiting because Barrett was chomping at the bit yesterday. Couldn't wait to hear what Svekis had to say. Well, it's going to be interesting because Savekis is a uh, a free marketeer being at FreedomWorks, right? That makes sense. I don't know how, I mean, he'll probably have a very good way to defend it, but I want to talk to him about finally getting rid of Section 230. And this last second uh, cya by Twitter cannot stand. Um, they have, it looks like Senator Hawley is... He he quote tweeted that thing where Jack's like, oh well we're we're, it's, we're sorry and we've updated. Our, he's like, nah, you're still coming, you're still coming, uh, you're still coming. This is this can't. And so did, uh, yeah, we thought about it. No, no, you're still coming. 
What's the guy from Arkansas? Col- not Collins. Uh, uh, Tom Cotton. Cotton. He said there will be no quarter. 230 needs to be, there will be no- Spoken Which- like a true Iraq war veteran, there yeah. will be no quarter. <laughs> so, But I think that's the attitude that needs to be taken at this point. Oh, They've I, had look, their run. You've been ni- get it. Look, you've been nice to these guys. Yeah. You, we're just going to give them a little reprimand. Yeah, people no. are freaking... Him. Look, the hoi polloi... Is matter and hey, did you just hear Don from Florida? Yeah. Did yeah. you just hear the stat guy? Yeah. Now here's what I here's what I, I now William Griggs is the statistician to the stars. Yep. He's the one who called the Corona ho- hoax back in January. I'm gonna write Will Griggs and I'm gonna ask him to be on the show because I'm well I'm gonna ask him if he's crunched the same numbers that Don's crunching because he's a statistician he's a numbers guy. And see if he's come up with what Don just told us from Florida. Now, it makes perfect sense, Richard. All the places that we see, like yesterday, uh, uh, on Wednesday, where did Trump take his campaign? Des Moines, Iowa. Yep. So that's a major county. That's a population center. He's got to carry Des Moines. I believe he won it in 2016. I mean, you look at where, where the campaign events are. They're telling us where the battle is. And Biden can't even go there nope well as you said mike you and i took two different routes coming back to the south i went up through the northeast down through um uh, ohio kentucky nashville and up in northern upstate new york all trump signs all through ohio all trump signs so we we barely saw anything uh in the opposite way so everything that he was saying at least in my end when i was driving through with my part I, I agree with it. It looks completely correct as well. And so we're looking at, uh, a, and that's why they're going so hard, the, the left is, on 17,000 points ahead in this 